Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. You are now listening to the sounds of the You know, sit down. Take a time for the lecture. I said sit down. Come on, come on, go. We know that. I think I want this. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this world. But I didn't run out on my family. I don't know what you're going to say. You're going to say, hey, I'll never do what he did. God bless you. Well, we have a family. And even in this fucked up day and age, that means something. We're going to have all of the bubbly, and we're going to enjoy ourselves. And the new people... What do you mean? Absolutely familiar. And we are back again with another podcast. It's another night, Friday night to be. Nope, not Friday night. It's Wednesday. It feels like a Friday, but it is Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And this is Milk Crates and Microphones. I am B Sick Wonder Ryan, Mr. Brandon F. Bomb Fry. With me as always, you know who he is. It's your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy, soldier's boy, plus the suicide boys and the hype boys and the beach boys. Yeah, I'm one of the boys. What You're all the boys. Uh, we're here on a fucking thankful, thankful Wednesday, the night before. Uh, turkey served tomorrow. Today you get the real deal. Tomorrow you get the fucking uh, the day after treat if you go to listen to this again. Oh, the refried. Anyways, it's a Wednesday night, and I'm glad you could be here. This is Milk Crate's <laughs> motherfucking boy High boy. High boy of the motherfucking year over here. We are here for a great podcast. Uh, we have a show for you where we will be talking to um, a couple hip-hop legends. Well... One legend in the making and one that's already been made. But we're very excited for that conversation. But before we get to them, let me get to him. He's over here. He used to be in that seat from now to infinity. He used to be JS3. He used to be Triple Sig. He used to be 91 Sig. And now he's Uncle, Uncle Sigo. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? Hey, happy Wednesday. Nah, it's not Friday. But hey, we have one for the books for the milk people, I will say. This is Milksgiving, a Milksgiving special. And uh, this one's for you. Yeah, we're excited. Like I said, two very large guests. And it's very uh, rare that we have multiple guests on in one night. But we thought it was only fitting for Thanksgiving uh, to do something big and have a three-course meal. You're going to get the Milk Boys for an appetizer. You're going to get the man, the myth, the legend, Blockhead, the producer from New York. He's going to be the main course. And then for the beautiful dessert, we will have Afro, one of the youngsters that's kind of holding the underground hip hop legacy strong. So we're really excited to talk. We're supposed to get with Afro a couple weeks ago. Didn't happen. Um, excited to say that we do have him tonight. So that's something to look forward to. But before we get into any of that, we got to do what we always do. No crates and microphones. Coming up on 200, and every single podcast, my boy Matt likes to do something he likes to call This Week in Motherfucking Hip Hop. Yo, this fucking album came out. What, 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 what are we going with? This album right here. Which one are we going first? Because <clears throat> nah, I think. I got, a, I got a big switch for you. This one's oh, switched now. Damn. Now we're switched. I, at first, we were going to go with a double. Since we have two guests, we were going to get two song picks no of more, or No more this double styles. No more double styles. Okay. We were going to go double styles, but it might have been a little difficult to run with. Okay. So, for this one right here, we're going to go an album that came out November 22nd, 1994, from American rapper and icon, your boy Spice One. Ooh, Ooh, I love that. Uh, America's nightmare, and for the Americas, he had three Ks sending a message out there. KKK's nightmare. That's what he's trying to say on here. And it came out. This album was produced by uh, Ant Banks and Battle Cat Blackjack. You know, so Ooh. 
It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's got some good songs. What on year it. was this? 1994. Oh, he's such an OG. And so, uh, just you know, coming from him himself, you know, you know, he's always gonna come with the heat. So, if you don't know who he is, let me tell you a little bit about the man over here. The East Bay G. That's what they call him. And it, I mean, anyone in California, a lot of people in California know who Spice One is, and I know a lot of people outside of California do, but I don't know how familiar they are. But he was. One of when you know listening to music in general, rap music in general, growing up, mm. Spice One was always in the mix. The person that you know people like that showed me hip hop music. My uncle, my older brother, they always put Spice One on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, just and, a little, just and, a little foreground. And if you've seen Tales from the Hood, that's Spice One on the soundtrack. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, that's right. And it's your boy Robert Lee Green, born July second, nineteen seventy. Stage name Spice One. Spice One. So on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead. Where was he born? Oh, I'm, let me tell you right here. He was born from uh, Hayward, California. That's right. Yes, and if sir. you don't the understand, East, he represents East Bay. East Bay. He's East Bay G. East Bay G. So. EBG. So here you go. I want to go off that album, America's Nightmare. Let me get Strap on the side. It's true. Ooh, rolling with the motherfucking now, Strap on the we're side. We're getting hard ones me. out there. If yeah. we're going to go, we might as well go hard. This might be the first Spice One track that I've heard. Uh, it back probably in the day. was. You know what um, I mean? Classic, man. Classic. A great song. Great I think song. this might be the first and one that up. I heard. it holds mm. up. holds up hard. I don't know how, but I mean, it's, it really does. It just slams still good. It sounds good when you hear it still, and it takes you back. It's because it has that uh, California funk that mm. was going around at the time. You know, Dre used it so well, but listen to the funk in that beat, bro. Oh, it's hard. Fuck with the East Bay G. Here it is, Spice One with Scrap on the Side. Beast of my motherfucking nine. <laughs> Hard. Dude, the tape cover on that motherfucker was hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that sound. Broke down with the clip and the trigger. Screaming like eight, yelling, come on, nigga. Time machine song. Oh yeah. Like fire marshal bill. You see, I hop on the flow like my nigga Domino and get a big fat sack of yay yay. A key or a half, a motherfucking banger. Just a whipper nigga with a AK. Keep this lotty gotti. Shut up his body. Left his ass bloody in the front of the body. Yeah, get a young nigga rolling up out the cut. Do a drive by with the feds on my neck. So hard, give a shout to the nine, right? To the nine. Beast of my motherfucking nine.
All right, all right. That was Spice One. Off was that his debut album? I don't know if 92. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that so was either. Spice One with Strap on the Side. I, I swear he was from the 80, like 89, I think, was his first album. Nah, uh, 90, uh, 92. It was just self titled yeah. Spice okay. One. And then uh, the second one was 187. He wrote another okay. classic. That was in 92, and then 93, and then 94. He released an album every year from 92, 93, 94, 95, 90, and then he skipped 96, 97, <laughs> skipped 98, 99, 2000, skipped again. 2002 he's got albums coming up he just dropped one in 2020 yeah that that the reason why that right there i feel like is timeless is because of that instrumental i mean the lyrics are it's spice one so yeah you get what you get and it, but it's a time machine song it's a time machine song because that beat right there is fucking that funk that fucking synth in there all mm. the all the sounds that they're putting together is something that was done in california yeah a lot in southern california but it made its way up into the bay and they used the fuck out of it and that 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 was uh, a sound that is part of a era. So when you hear it, it takes you right back to that era. Every time, every time. You you know like somewhere you were, or, when you heard it, or you did something when it was on. Era or era? Era. 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 <laughs> hey, Spice One made a lot of music with different uh, famous artists too, bro. E Forty, Lynch, yeah. Tupac. Yeah. I mean, this guy was just no uh, small game guy. Yeah. He, well, I he mean, was, that's a lot of California no slump. Dudes. Fool's out there getting his motherfucking yeah. money. I mean, a lot of people knew of him and heard the fucking spits and wanted him on their shit, you know? Hold are you? It's true. You think what it takes you back to? I think it takes me back to about 14, 13. I think it takes yeah. me back to like eighth grade, honestly. Yeah, probably yeah. about eighth grade, yeah. maybe 13. ninth. Yeah. And that's when yeah. I was introduced to a lot of, there's a R- lot of ga- gangsta, Cali gangsta. Everybody rap. wanted you to hear the gangsta. But, rap. Uh, you know. Like, okay. Spice One, Lynch, Brother Raiders, yeah. all that. Hollow yeah. Tip, all that shit. Everyone wanted you to hear it. Yeah, I was okay. That was Zero. that era. Yeah, that was that total era. Mm-hmm. Which I was fine with because it yeah. kind of was a good introductory to hip hop. Like, yeah. it, 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 you know, it made me, I guess I was able to see the line between the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where a lot of people just saw it all as rap music or something. Yeah. I, it actually gave me a perspective where mm-hmm. I had seen both sides, so I knew there was yeah. a clear line drawn like in that. the sand. I like that, that there is a that there's a big difference between hey, these are hardcore lyrics and this is meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a whole different type, you know. Well, yeah, I mean the hardcore lyrics are meaning because those are really no, those no. dudes' life. I mean, Spice yeah. One speaking when he says he picks up a fucking a sack of the yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm a sure. key or a half. I'm, I'm guaranteed that I'm fool sure. was picking up a half. But, and fucking... but what I'm saying is there's a big difference. You told you can tell no, right no, away no, if you yeah, listen to both spectrums. But you can hear it in the in the beat. And, yeah. and the lyrics because yeah. you're not getting a lot of that funk you're not hearing uh, uh, freestyle fellowship rhyme over funk music like that in 92 or 93 you know no. what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I dude I, I cannot not put over slug and atmosphere for the super dope show I saw somewhat recently about super, super, what's the date today 22nd dope. so I saw on the 13th atmosphere in Sacramento man and they just uh, don't sell the crowd short they, they put on a good show how still, long was bro? the show uh, I mean, with the openers and everything. No, no just his, how, many, how many songs do you think he threw uh, out? He, he probably bit, I feel like it's a two-hour set. Maybe, wow. maybe maybe a little less. Maybe an hour and a half. But wow. That's good. That's a, lot, good. a lot of tracks, bro. Just And, and just the diversity of tracks that he did. How like, many albums do you think he spanned? <sighs> did he fuck you, Lucy? Oh, so when he, when he jumped into the fuck you, Lucy, I knew we were going deep tonight. 
or that night, you nice, know? I was nice. like, damn, fuck you, Lucy. Like, that's, nice. that's going deep. Did he just hit verses off of old shit? No, 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 no. He would do the whole song. You know how they, you would do part. that? They'll like mash that. up. They'll like just, that. like, they'll tease yeah. you, and they'll throw in an <laughs> yeah. old song, yeah. hit the verse and the yeah. hook, and then jump yeah. to a new one. I don't like that. I want the whole deal. Well, like, yeah. he was he was on a track on uh, Seven's Travels, and then from there, he teased Modern Man's Hustle, and then he jumped into it and did the whole fucking song. And then yeah. I was like, damn, all right. Fuck you, now Lucy. God's Bathroom Floor. God, Ooh, God loves nice. ugly scapegoat. I mean, bro. Then the on- hey, scapegoats are awesome. The encore. And this is how they. This is how they do the encores these days. They uh, they go, hey, hey, we're should, leaving. Should I leave the stage? Oh. Do we have to leave the stage, or should we just stay here, park my ass right here, and give you the fucking encore? The what do you guys seller. want? Yeah, you know, That's fuck it. bring it to us now. Uh, he smart went crazy. All right, which is a it's a good uh, song. Yeah, that, from, that's uh, off of Lemons, right? No, no, no. It's a you can't imagine how much, how much fun, fun we're having. having. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, Mohawk yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already over it at that point. Jeez, nah, I, I would Calm say down. no, it, not like a bad. Thing. That was just, right after Seven. I just, I just, he just kind of. You gotta listen you know? to that album again if you haven't uh, in a long time. No, it's I, a good album. There's a couple songs a on album. there. Uh, the Jacob song on there is fucking hella good too. Yeah, the one about his son. Mm-hmm. That song, Little Man, Little Man, and and, and he did up. Little Man at the show. Super, uh, super dope. That's the closing track on the album. But bro, so the encore, Smartman Crazy, Guns and Cigarettes is like fuck. I don't think I've ever heard any, Guns any and Cigarettes live. Scapegoat. Besides that, nothing else? No, no. But Guns and Cigarettes, I don't think I've ever heard that one live. Mm -hmm. Trying to find a balance, which is cool. I feel like that's always the closer for him these days. That Seven's Travel hit. But after that, he kicked a freestyle. I mean, this is Slug, 50-whatever years old. Is it a real freestyle? Oh, Oh, yes. Bro, kicking a real freestyle. Slug really freestyles. Real freestyle. He He has a tape. We really freestyle. Yeah, he does. does. It's a real freestyle. And at the end, he's like, you know what? I give myself a seven. (laughs) He gave himself a Oh, nice. He's like, you know what? That was all right. How did it sound? How did it sound? Seven. What do you get? I, I, was he killing it? I forgot to email it in to so put it up, but it was pr- it was it was not bad. It was was not that bad. a? Pu- I'm pretty sure that's a punchline from him saying not I bad. give myself a seven because yeah. he calls himself seven. Right, that's true. I didn't think about. I that. don't think he actually gave himself seven. Okay. He's just saying a seven. I call it seven. I'm seven. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, right, maybe that's what maybe. he's saying. Maybe he's I don't know. I call it seven. I'm, I'm starting to think a lot deeper now because I've been getting told how shallow and how <laughs> everything goes over my head yeah. by people. So I'm trying to dig deeper into things nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch up onto the wavelength of all these fucking geniuses on the fucking internet. Hey, I guess we're yeah. not smart enough for certain things out there. They're yeah. saying it's all good though. Uh, but yeah, that's. I, I'm glad that you had a good experience because it was good. It's so bad. I hate hearing people that go watch these legends or mm-hmm. people that we grew up loving and then have bad experiences at the mm-hmm. show because they, they don't play what you want to hear. But it's good to, it's good to hear that. Oh, I man. love that. He, he wasn't playing. He, did you feel like he was playing more towards his he, younger crowd or no, he more kept, towards his, his uh, OGs? You know, he kept it diverse. And this is what he said too. He's like, I see there's a lot of old motherfuckers in the crowd tonight. He's like, I'm going to be playing that old shit. Yeah, you know? fuck like, yeah. Hell yeah. Because, you know, you can Man, tell. Though, a, come a lot of old school uh, cats in the crowd. A lot of young cats, too, which is interesting. Because yeah. they're hearing a lot of the new atmosphere. And who knows how much of the old stuff they've even heard. Or that know? they even enjoy. They probably don't like it because it's different than the stuff they like. Yeah. But a good show overall, bro. I give that show, fuck, a, nine out, a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. 9.5 out of 10. And even before the show, Slug comes out. He goes through the whole. Uh, line people are waiting in line says what's up to everybody gives a pound you drinking beers taking selfies and shit oh uh, blazing the joint just blazing nice, uh, nice. i saw uh, the picture you got with him yeah got got a little show the picture can you throw it up you I can just apple it. tv don't, don't, you don't have it on the thing i don't have it on me i got uh, it on you oh i could you want me to show you what <laughs> you it got is? it on your persons 
Yes, I think I can get it up. <laughs> you got it on your person? No, nah, I'm just like, Slug, let me get a quick, uh, a quick, quick snap real quick. Yeah, a quick snap on you. He gave me a fucking weird-ass look as he was walking by, uh, you know. He's but. a sicko. He didn't like it. He didn't like the stolen pick. Yeah, said. dope, bro. And also dope that uh, Ant, all right, Anthony Davis, mm. one of the best producers, the producer of Atmosphere, if you didn't know, it's not a one-man group. It's a two-man group, uh, is in the house, and he's up there doing everything to with, you know, production style up of there course. on stage. DJ, he's a DJ. Yeah, but I, I feel like he doesn't need to be. A lot of DJs don't even go there to the is. shows, there you know. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Just a quick little, like... I don't think... He doesn't seem too happy about it. <laughs> he's very upset. He came, he's like, why are you fucking... <laughs> he looks at you paparazzi like... Paparazzi in my ass. Right <laughs> he looks pissed. Bro, he said, like, fuck milk crates and microphones. I'll never talk to you. <laughs> he's like, I'll never talk to you guys. <laughs> you said milk crates and microphones? I'm running from that, it looks like. What's funny is, I have a similar picture about 15 years ago uh, when I was in line for his other show, and he, similar type of uh, photo we got. Was he out there bumming... C- oh, he doesn't smoke cigs anymore. Nah, he still smokes it, weed, it, though. I don't think he needs a bum anything you yeah know, he doesn't have to he's a millionaire well, was he mingling whoa with the crowd? whoa why are you taking it like that i'm no, not saying he's bumming it's just a way of saying hey <laughs> yeah. can i get a cigarette okay, okay. was he mingling with the crowd he's got his own i don't think he smokes cigs anymore uh yes that's what he, i mean when you're outside or was he yeah. just running by you he's, at that no time? he's mingling fucking giving daps and shit sick, but sick. quickly because there's so many fucking people he's sick. gotta get in did but, he stop for the pick or he was just like hey but do you, how often do you see that where an artist comes out and says what's up to everybody before the show. Yeah. And it's, it's a sold-out show, so he's giving, like, thanks. The people yeah. like, thanks for fucking selling out my show on a Monday. You oh, know? Yeah. So. yeah. I just killed Definitely. it right there. But, uh, yeah, man. So, good good show. If you haven't seen Atmosphere live, and or uh, if you haven't seen him in a long while, I've seen him a long time. Go, go, go check him out because he doesn't disappoint. I haven't so seen like him in a very... I should say they don't disappoint. Can I just say this? I'm just going to leave on this one, and I'm one of the biggest. I've put Slug in my top five of a lot of categories uh-huh. um but i have not gone to an atmosphere show in a long time mm-hmm. for that very very reason is i'm afraid to get disappointed yeah because and I the have... last time i saw atmosphere was in 2004 or 5 or whatever yeah and so like you know that's a huge that's a that's a big difference that, that break my heart <laughs> yeah, but if you went and saw that show that he just listed out, do you not think you would leave satisfied? Oh yeah, for sure. It was a good. Satisfying. I feel like I got my money's worth for sure. And There'd you no know, one thing butts. about uh, the their style atmosphere is the songs that you might not like on radio or on tape play a lot better in person. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, everything yeah, does. Sure. Everything do you know what I'm saying? Though. Like yeah, it, it's so much better in person, and there's such a better. I'm not saying they're a better live act than they are on tape because mm-hmm. I love. So much but, of their music that they've recorded, but it is anything something live is that better. is true. Everything live is everything better. Exactly, live is better, exactly. So. And for them, I think it's just a little bit more obvious in some some aspects, especially the newer music that you might not really love. Mm. You can hear how musical it is, so you know it's going to be a really dope live show. Yeah, yeah, you can see why somebody else is going to love it. Ex- for sure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bro, I will this say this. This guy could I'll not say- stop burning every bridge possible. I'll also say this. That was probably my, honestly, about 15th slug or atmosphere show. I've been to a lot of atmosphere shows all over California, at least. And uh, some not as great um, than the others. But mm. this one was so You're throwing knives on the no, fire. No, no knives. No <laughs> knives at all. I'm just saying. You're throwing knives at the fire. If you're going to grade every show, the one I just saw was like a 9.5. Others topper. could be like 8s or whatever you want to give it. All right? It wasn't the fucking 10. A 10 every time. But I, uh, I think I've seen him about four or five times. And every time I've seen him, it was amazing because it was that that time. Yeah. You know, but yeah. now he's got a lot of new stuff. And also, I'm for, not keeping that's just like I'm not keeping up with the new stuff. Just yeah. I like the old stuff. You, you know, f- you forget how vast his catalog 
catalog is, or their catalog. I keep saying his, but their catalog is very he, large, he just, bro. He just dropped a new music video where he's a baby getting thrown around and shit like that. Did <laughs> yeah. you see so that? You say that yeah. you don't keep up with his new shit, but you you don't bump his new shit on a regular, but you listen to every single oh, yeah. new song you he puts out. Yeah. He puts a little so something out. Keep, I keep every up. time he puts something out, you listen to it, but you might not replay yeah, it, a million, I might not play it a million times. I might not play it a million times. I get it. You get definitely it. keep he, up. He's an OG. Don't, I keep don't, up because I love him. I love him, so I keep up. I know. We I all do. Him. We we love music. We love Time Machine music. I love Slug. And he's Slug, one of Slug's the biggest awesome. Time Machine music. And, and Blockhead, super dope producer, but Ant, Anthony Davis, is he not one of the most underrated producers, like <clears throat> hip, hip-hop producers? You don't think he's – do you think he's known – Nationwide or, world, or worldwide, I think atmosphere in general is known worldwide. What is? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. He tours in like Germany and shit. I think that uh, I think that Ant is, but yeah, maybe Anthony Davis. Maybe he's not uh, uh, under like completely underrated. Maybe he's just a little a little underrated, just a little bit. I think he's like definitely he could get more somewhat heat. underrated because I mean, if you throw Anthony Davis to the average person, they're not going to know who that is. If you throw DJ Premier to the average, they're going to know who that is. Yeah, right. That's true. I That's mean, true. so you just got to throw. You know, he should be in a category like that I feel he he's had such a great run and mm-hmm. the longevity mm-hmm. and the beats he puts out, man, and the, the whole production value. He but, doesn't. Uh, I don't feel like he's stopping either. He should be soon. known more. You know. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I don't understand how he's not. No, nah, I don't know either, but uh, super talented. Man, uh, he's done a lot in the game. Uh, so, yeah. The like, thing I, about but he just hasn't produced a lot for other artists. That's he's true. Like, brother just stuck Al- with Slug. Brother Ali he's was with brother one. And he did the felt. The felt stuff. But, I mean, other than that, you know, like. He's loyal, he's to, really, the, he's loyal to the soil. Yeah, yeah, I did exactly. see uh, the track list for the new Living Legends album. They're about to drop soon. Uh, Anthony or Ant, whatever, he did produce one track. And Slug's on the track. So, nice. that's, that's cool. I'm looking forward to that album. You too. like that new Slug Locksmith shit? Yeah, or, that's dope. But that's or from he's in the car. I know, but when he's in the car rapping, yeah, and that's pretty cool. That's Slug's verses from the I know. the new track "Traveling Forever," which yeah. he did uh, at the show too. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's super dope. The Locksmith stuff is already tight. Lock Lift is yeah, what he yeah, calls it. Sick. But having <clears throat> Slug in there doing that, and then Locksmith spits his own bars after, super dope. And then they make that music video where he's a baby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen that. That's brand brand new. Mm. Which is funny. Um, yeah, locksmith. Put it too. up. Show him the baby. Another. Under, uh, we're not doing it. We ain't got time. We don't need to we're see. Right, we're right, right, right in. Or we're right where we need to be. We don't yeah. need to see slug right. as a baby, but uh, as a baby, yeah. as a baby, yeah. it's a baby, <laughs> it's a baby. I feel like locksmith is doing more of these lock lift things. It's like I think he's just trying to put more YouTube content out. Yeah, and it's like a uh, podcast. Kind of make that. I mean, that's because. A lot of artists are finding that maybe they're not going to get revenue from just their music forever, record labels and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe just YouTube might be a good re- revenue stream. So mm-hmm. just another just, way to make they cash. open it up, and especially yeah, with yeah. someone that has that many followers and that many fans, it's a smart idea. Why not fucking throw some shit on YouTube? Get you know get some more plays, eyes. get mm-hmm. more eyes, get more fans, and make some money while you do it. It's, and on that note, it's a good little hustle. Hey, big shout out to the milk people uh over 1k subs on on YouTube. Yes, thank you. Thank you so round much of applause for, for you. Round of applause for you people. baby. Thank you very much. Honestly, getting us to 1000 is a huge step for the podcast. Yeah. Something that uh we're excited about. We just started doing YouTube about a year ago, maybe longer. If that. Yeah, maybe about 8 months. <laughs> and so it's nice to be able to get on here and see that we can build a following cuz mm. we started from nothing and to be able to get a little bit of a following is nice and we're looking to, you know, looking forward to bringing on more people, tell your friends, say something nice about us mm. and hopefully we can uh, keep growing this because we do have a lot of 
good ideas and I think uh, guests that we're going to be trying to get in the future will be exciting. You don't want to miss it. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited not just about artists rapping MCs and shit like that, but we are going to get comedians. Yeah. We're going to get some more. Very diverse. Some more wrestlers. Some more wrestlers. Very diverse. We got to get some wrestling. Got to get wrestlers. Got to get someone who's And then funny. we're going to get people in in guests that, you know, I want to start doing that again, getting mm. get some people, local yeah, people cats in the studio. inside the studio. Get a little um, live performances here even, in the studio. Not even just sick. MCs, though. Let's just get some random good like-minded good talkers that we can get on the bullshit with here with us come hang out make our job a little easier get a little let's conversation just be you in person yeah. make it, our job like i said anything live is better so to have him here live would be better than it would be to have uh like it's been you know hopefully get someone yeah. in the studio that's right but so shouts hey cheers to youtube fan base to uh milk crates and microphones to the milk yeah. people we're gonna keep doing it yeah. we ain't done we're on the road to 200 episodes and we are on the road to 2K. What are we at right yes, now? Yes, sir. Ep- episodes? Yeah. What are we at? Like one. I mean, we might be in the 90s. 190 something? We have 92. To be close. We'll have to no. do, a, do a count. 192. If pretty it's sick, 12, sick. we're on 192. I know that uh, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh. Pretty crazy. Started from the bottom. Now the whole world knows we're here. We can't get sued, Sig. We can't get sued. Started from the bottom. Now Chris is taking over here. Sigo. Hey, that's how we're doing it. But we're doing it big, and we're going to keep it big. And Milk People, if you guys got any suggestions for uh, some, some cool guests or anything, constructive, let, let us know. Constructive criticism. Yeah, we will take know. that. I want to talk to a we'll scientist. I want to talk to some, I want to talk to like a real scientist. We like the feedback. Someone that's just a small-time meteorologist. Mm. Meteorologist. A weatherman? Like a small-time. Yeah, someone like that. We talk, we, no, he wants to meet. I want meteorologist. Now, meteorologist. We could talk to someone like that about the stars and about the earth and say, you know, about the yeah. weather patterns that are going on right now in the Mar- in California. Yeah, gonna, you want so we could talk. We could even talk something like that. That and an astrologist. We, I want. I want a space guy. I want. I want. I want someone to talk to you about aliens. Wow. We're gonna have all that coming your way. Okay. Let's get a little I love man. that. We might not though, but we're gonna try and get I that coming that. your way. I'm gonna get. Some I'm excited contacts. for that. I got a contact. I got a guy coming. Are you gonna watch that new? Uh, <laughs> a few guys. I got a few guys. He's gonna be wearing tinfoil <laughs> when you see him. You gonna watch that new Ludacris Christmas movie? Of course. Luda Christmas <laughs> movie. I guess Christ. I should say. Hold on. Luda's a big actor now. He's doing more and more acting. Yeah. Have you uh, not okay. ever we, seen are the we Fast Christmas already? But besides that, he's even. What? Yeah, no, we're this is Christmas, Christmas already? episode, but we're just talking. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. We're on Thanksgiving, but it's dropping like today. Have you seen? Know. Have you seen the new Thanksgiving scary movie that they got coming? Uh, out? It's called yeah. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I haven't, but have you? Have no, you? I mean, are you looking forward to seeing it? Uh, let's see the reviews. What do you, you think it's good? Quality? I think it's coming out. I think what tomorrow? The next? I, I mean, I think maybe this weekend, maybe. It has to be out already. I don't think so. Is it? But it's not coming out before Thanksgiving. It's, it's out, and here's the review. Is it okay? What's the reviews? Give the it reviews, to me. Here's Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Uh, ooh, not bad. What do they give? What do they so, give? So uh, critics give it an eighty-two percent. Wow, that's good. The that's audience, good. the people, the people give it seventy-nine. That's good. That's good. That's not a bad. How, how do you feel about holiday horror movies? I think uh, that is Halloween considered a holiday. Uh, if you, uh, yeah. de- the devil's holiday, yes. but sure. <laughs> so that I love Halloween movies. Okay, let me say that. What about uh, Christmas horror movies? You like them? Santa Slay, but Slay is S L S L A Y or whatever. Isn't <laughs> oh, that yeah, Bill yeah. Goldberg? Wait a minute. Oh yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Goldberg's like playing an evil Santa. <laughs> yeah, some shit like that. On the Goldbergs. And then uh, uh, Bill Goldberg. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> wasn't Hopper in a scary Santa Claus? Yeah, he movie? was just in a brand new Violent Night. I saw that last year. And yeah. That's recommend- actually good. I recommend it. Was it. Good. It's not bad. Yeah, he's good. He I gets beat the- up the whole time. Comes kicks in everybody's ass. He's doing everything. He's like a drunk alcoholic yeah, Santa. Yeah. He's puking in people's fucking stockings and shit. Yeah, then, yeah. then he ends up turning his life around, becoming good. 
It's a, he's it's fighting a, for good in that the That sounds it's absolutely It's a horrible. coming from the bottom. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's coming good. from the bottom. Now he's here. No, not again. Wait, coming stop, from stop. the bottom. Yeah, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. Stop. But it's not a bad movie. What about the scary one on – you watch Creep Show? Yeah, creep what about show. the one where the Santa Claus is trying to get in the I've house and he's a, and he's an escapee from it's the good. fucking psycho? It's good. He's trying to kill him. The lady's all that's, a, that's a good one. He's just escapee from the psycho. Have he's escapee from the psych ward. Oh nice. He's trying to get in this lady's house. He's dressed as Santa Claus. He looks like a nut, dude. Have you seen the uh, Twilight Zone Christmas uh, episodes? The older ones? Yeah, the older ones. Uh, what's remind me? The Night of the Meek. It's like a an alcoholic uh, bum, and he finds this magical bag, and he he just keeps giving presents out to everybody, and okay. he like. He's helping everyone. Is it a scary movie? Feed me no, in, no, feed me it's, no. Twilight Zone's a, a mind fuck. It's always a mind fuck. The Night of the Meek. Well, fill me in. What happens? It's good. So he's just like a drunk alcoholic, and it turns out he's so he's an alcoholic. He's so depressed. But he's Santa he, Claus. He wants to help everybody, but there's so many poor these poor children in front. They're they're sick. They're hungry. They want toys. They have nothing, you know. And he just wants to help everybody, so it makes him depressed. But if, he makes this uh, wish, and the uh, he wants this. He wants to help everybody or whatever. He finds this magical Santa's bag. And mm. it just keeps taking or giving gifts. Is this a black and white? It better be. And it gives gifts. It gives you whatever you want. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool little episode. I'd say Ferrari. Sounds kind of scary. I'd say <laughs> Ferrari. Pulls Sounds a Ferrari key out of the thing. Sounds a little scary. a Ferrari? I'd be like, yeah, give me Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari? Fast car? Fast car. It's, uh, it's not scary. What? I mean, since we're talking movies and holiday movies, you got, uh, I know we've done this before, and we'll probably have the same answers, but do you have any <laughs> Thanksgiving movies that you watch? Do I have a Thanksgiving movie yeah. that I watch? Yeah. What Thanksgiving movie do you watch? I got two. Uh, I don't think here. Hmm. Mm. What's that John Candy one where he's uh the one with the how about the one with what's his name in it uh Ooh. with uh, uh hey. Polly Shore? Oh, what's up? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Hell yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Awesome. And we got you right here. Nice. All right. Yes. Perfect. Indeed. Let's do this. Joining us right now. It is world-renowned producer, uh, an artist from New York. He is somebody that we've been fans of for a long time. Looking forward to this conversation. Everybody give it up for the one and only Blockhead. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. How you doing, man? Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Hell this is, is live? This Are we doing this live? We're live. live. We're live. Oh, shit. So much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't mess this one up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your Friday. We appreciate it. Uh, we like I said, we've really been looking forward to this. Been fans of your music and production for a long time. Uh, you've been doing music for a long time. You started in the '90s, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. How did that? How did that get started? Because I I seen a little something where you started a little crew and you were rapping at one point, and then you yeah. switched to just productions. Tell us a little story about that. Uh, well, yeah, I was rapping first in this group with like three of my close friends. We we're kind of like the like way shittier white souls of mischief from New York. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. Of the mid of the mid nineties, we weren't good. We weren't good, but like, uh, you know, in uh, I met Aesop when I was in college for one year, and uh, and then he kind of started hanging out with us, and that was kind of getting your first taste of like a real rapper. Yeah, and that kind of was like, all right, well maybe this is not for me <laughs> anymore. And, uh, and I'd already started, you know, we, I started making beats probably in 94, 95. None, yeah. Around there. And, uh, and I, I just kind of started getting better and was like, you know, I'm, I'm better at this. I've seen what good rappers sound like now in person. And, uh, I think it's best if I just 
stick with the beats. Yeah. What was it like making instrument or just creating produ- producing beats in 94 95 because it's got to be a world light years different than what it is now with it you know with all the computer apps and shit like that oh yeah i mean i, I was using an asr 10 sampler uh i used that in probably until like 2008 maybe mm. 2007 2008 but uh i mean it was great i mean it, it kind of it, it it created my entire sound i would say but I mean, once I discovered Ableton, I was like, "Oh, this is stupid. Why would I ever use this other thing?" <laughs> uh, I mean, but it but it kind of forced you to work within a smaller box, and uh, you know, the sample layering, which is something that I've always done, was a lot more difficult. I had to get really creative with it, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a different time. But I, I will say, like, I had the machine for like, you know, I had the SR10 for like until like 2002. I don't think I was competent on it. You know, like the beats, I I would make some good beats, but like I still hadn't figured out drums. I hadn't like my programming was weird. Like I I kind of got comfortable with it in like the early two thousands, but I had already put out music that was made on it at that point. Yeah. So you know, it's a good it's so, a good starting point, a good foundation to build before you got into all the programs, okay. Ableton, and all that. Yeah, for sure, bro. Who were the, some of the earlier like producers or people who were just different beats? I guess that you heard off of tracks who are some of those early producers that inspired you to want to start producing uh i would say that um i mean I, you know there's the guy there's like prince paul there's diamond d there's uh showbiz there's premiere there's large professor but like I, there oftentimes it was more albums like i like uh like wolf in sheep's clothing by the uh black sheep was a really big one for mm-hmm. me uh far side's first album was a big one for me uh, I'm trying to think of other one. Common Sense's second album was a big one for me. Like just ones where I heard it, and I was like, "Wow, they're doing something crazy here!" And uh, and and I tried to like emulate it. But and De La Soul's first two albums were big. Uh, yeah, I really just like I kind of zoned in on albums and like and like heard a production style because often often those were produced by people who weren't uh, the, the major guys. Like you know the um, you know Black Sheep produced their own music and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, Farside was produced by by uh, JD, not J- Dilla, but the old JD, yeah. and uh, and like you know, those guys didn't really have much production outside of their own work. So like, yeah, I, I was really you know, Mumbles is another one who who did, who did uh, AC Alone's Book of Human Language. Like that was a big one for me. But I was already kind of like going at that point. Just you know, guys that that layered samples and sampled and had similar uh, you know tastes in mind. I think you know, similar directional movements i'd say yeah was sampling something that you were doing early on from the get or was that something that you learned and then kind of just fell in love with and started using oh i never didn't sample okay. i've always sampled like I, I don't like you know i came into it as sampling before i even got my sampler i, I would bring samples to a friend's house and, mm. and he had a, had equipment he'd make the beats i'd give him samples so it was like it was always sampling, yeah. Like, I, and I haven't, I haven't strayed from that since. <laughs> What's that process like? Do you do you hear stuff like watching a movie or listening to old records, or do you go digging uh, with that intent to find a sample? Oh, I mean, it's changed over time. But back then, I would just go to the record store and get like sixty dollar bin records, stack them up, and just go through them and like mark down what I found on it, and then kind of. Uh, go back to it later. So I'm like, Oh, I need a horn. There's a horn on this, you know, something like that. Uh, now I do di- more digital digging cause, uh, records, I'm not a record collector. I never was. And, uh, and records are too expensive and I don't, I'm not a collector. So it's yeah. kind of like, 
I'm going to throw away like $80 for like a fucking, you know, a, a baseline. <laughs> nah. So, so I, 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 I have my little, my little uh, crevices of the internet that I find uh, and dig for digital stuff. Um, but it's still the same process. I'm still like just going through albums, going through songs, marking off parts. Like, like, you know, I'm very organized with it uh, because when I sit down and make a beat, I, I, I want to know where that sound that, that I'm looking for is. And uh, and it's, it's you know it's pretty efficient I'll say. Yeah. About how far in did you realize? I think I'm onto something. I better just keep going with this. Or were you at like a point where you're like, man, I don't know if this is gonna work out. But I mean, when did you know to show somebody to be like, man, this shit's I think's pretty hard. How did you you know uh, what, what really showed you that? Well, it it kind of happened organically because you know I came up with Aesop, and I'm like without Aesop, nothing I don't think would have ever happened. But uh, he came up. You know, I did a track on his first uh, music uh, for Earthworms. I did a track on Appleseed. And then when it came time for his first, like, real big, you know, label album, Float, I did, like, you know, over half of it. And uh, and that was really when I got the first shine. But, like, you know, I was still working a job at that point. I, I didn't uh, – I'd say I, I didn't really realize that it was actually real until I got a record deal as a solo artist. And then I was like, oh. And I was able to quit my job. I started touring. Um but then there was a second part where around like 2008 things started slowing down and I was like oh shit I might need to get a job. And then miraculously miraculously like uh the my video the music scene just kind of reinvigorated my career and I started touring again. Mm. But like I was very I was very much like I was doing odd jobs for like a couple months like oh shit I'm not I'm not qualified to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about if you if you didn't ever even start making music, what you would have been doing or what direction you would have gone or was music always, this is it. All the eggs are in this basket. Let's go. Um, no, I mean like, I mean, I've definitely thought about it because I'm someone who does not have a lot of like life skills. Like I'm not a, I'm not a person like I, I dropped out of college. I was never a good student. I I'm, I'm not particularly like a great worker. I mean, I'll get jobs. Like I, I worked in the service industry, you know, like I was never like a, yeah. like a, I, I probably be a bartender if all in all reality, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but I also had interest in like writing. I had interest in acting a little bit when I was younger. So I probably would have done that. But like that said, those are two hard things to get into. Kind of like music. And then music yeah. just happened to work out. Uh, but I, you know, I had, I always leaned artistic mm. with my interests. Um, but I probably would have ended up being like a, like one of those like old bartenders in a Irish bar. <laughs> <laughs> I assume, you know, and, and that's not a bad gig for uh, whoever is yeah, yeah, out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, holding that down. Gig. That you guy's know? getting tips yeah. like a motherfucker, Hell living yeah. life, yeah, enjoying things. For it's sure. a chill life, you know, you're, 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 it's not good for your liver, I don't think. Uh, like not, no, I guess you, yeah, you can't be drinking too yeah. much on the job. You got to slow down a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, you mentioned, you know, Aesop Rock a little bit and how you met him in college. I just want to know, you know, how was that first interaction with Aesop Rock? And, you know, what, what was it? What, what was the, the whole setting and scenario? Was it in the class and you guys had to, like, meet up to do some work together, or, like a homework project? Or what was that first interaction like? And then how did you guys, you know, spark the conversation about starting to make music together? Um, I don't remember our first interaction. Okay. I, I mean, I have, I have memories of, of, of the first time, like, I noticed him. Mm. Like, we were at a party and we were both freestyling. And I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. But I, I think I'd met him already. He was friends with a guy, a friend of mine who I was like, you know, like an acquaintance of mine. Mm. Uh, he, I didn't take classes with him. He lived on the upper side. You know, we went to Boston University. He lived on the other side of the campus. Uh, he was in fine arts and I was in like general studies, you know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but I remember being at a party freestyling with him. And I think we started talking. And the thing about like that era is like, you know, this is like 94, 95, like 
if you looked a certain way, people knew what kind of music you listened to. Mm. So like he looked at me and I looked at him and, I, and we we're both like rap guy. Uh-huh. And like, and we, and we talked and then we found out we had very similar taste. And like one of my first memories ever is like meeting up with him and him like playing me something off of a four track. Cause I knew he rapped and I thought, you know, he, we, we knew we rapped and I think I played him some of my stuff. I think he was gracious enough to pretend that it wasn't terrible, mm. but like, <laughs> but then I, he played me this like thing off his four track, which was like, no beat it was all just like layers of vocals on top of each other i remember just being like jesus christ like this is amazing and uh and we kind of became friends but again like i dropped out he stayed and then that summer he came to new york and we hung out more and then we i introduced him to all my friends and we kind of all became close with each other and and just started working on music together was that uh when you first met him were you taken more back by his uh, scheme and rhyming ability or was it the voice that throws you off? Because I think it was the voice that really cu- drew me into the, that yeah. sound. <laughs> I mean, it, it, my first experience with him was hearing him freestyle. Okay. And like his freestyle voice and his rapping voice. And, and mind you, like his rapping voice was much different than then it, it changed. Yeah. He, he sounded a lot more like Saphir back then. Mm-hmm. Like he, he kind of like, he was still kind of finding his, le- his own legs uh-huh. of, of, of like originality. But like he, uh, I mean, he had this like very powerful, deep voice, but like, it was his freestyle skills that were just crazy. Like he was, he was so, like he was so much better than everyone else. You know, like like I'd freestyle, I'd fuck up, I'd say a funny line every like sixteen bars, but it was mostly like, and you know how it goes. Like I'm just trying to like keep it going. Yeah, yeah. And he and he would just it sounded like writtens, and and like complex writtens. Granted, it sounded it was like mumbo jumbo. It was like, like scientific medical, you know, like all that shit. But like it was, but at the time that was fucking crazy sounding. Insane. Again, 94, 95, this was a much different time in hip hop. So uh, I, I would say just his overall skill set and how just what a natural he was. Yeah. With that, you know? When you talk about freestyle too, we're talking off the, cause I mean, I think through time now, and we've talked about it before on this podcast, how that word freestyle has kind of got mixed up and, um, there's a written yeah and and it can be a lot of people different people even on the east coast where you're from they they say that it's a free written or whatever it's something that's never been recorded but it's but i don't i don't i don't i don't fuck I don't, with that yeah no freestyles off the top of your head thank you yeah that's kind of where we've always been and where we stood was freestyles improv on the spot off the top of the head um you know and and just trying to scheme your way through bars Right. Otherwise, it's just a it's a verse. I mean, it's fine if you want if you go on a radio show like that. That remember that Black Thought like eight minute verse he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the most impressive uh, like feats of rapping I've ever seen. But it was written. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was definitely written. And people were like, it's off the head. I'm like, no one is that good off the head. Like like the the best off the head freestylers are still kind of boring to listen to. <laughs> yeah, after a while, especially after you know? time, after eight minutes, it gets, you're, it gets yeah. you get repetitive almost, where he, you yeah. could tell that, yeah, exactly, when you go that long, that it's still an impressive feat to be able to remember oh, yeah. all that and put it together. It, that, no, that, it, it, like I said, it was like the most impressive rapping feat I've ever seen. Yeah. I, like, just eight minutes nonstop, didn't blink. Like, he was just, you know, zoned out. Yeah. Just going back to Aesop Rock, we'll jump into the, the new album, The Ox, and all the new stuff you've been doing with Billy Woods and that whole crew, which has been fucking excellent. But just going back to Aesop Rock a little more, you guys uh, you know, kind of went your own ways for, for some time. Aesop Rock's been doing so well producing his own stuff that he's been, been doing his own album producing. Um, but what made that, that uh, reconnection happen for Garbology come about? Uh, well, I mean, we, we always stayed 
close. We stayed friends. We didn't stop talking at mm-hmm. any point. Um, and we had done, I'd done some remixes for him. And really, I think it was the pandemic. Like, we were just kind of both holed up. And he was like, hey, you got any beats? And I was like, yeah. And I sent it to him. It wasn't like the first time I had sent the beats in, in, in like, years, you know. But I, but I was just like, yeah, sure. And I sent him. And then he made one song. And then he made another. And it kind of just kind of, you know, snowballed from there. Um, and it just turned into an album. Like, I, I don't think we, we didn't, like, we're five or six songs in and had no intention of what it was going to be. Uh-huh. We're just kind of, you know hold up in our houses making music when uh, i kept making he kept making he kept making songs and uh, until we eventually had garbage when making beats does his sound uh, sometimes tailor the way your beat sounds in some way or or vice versa your beat tailor his sound you feel like uh i mean he's pretty versatile but like i i mean when making beats i don't make them specific, uh, specifically for him i just make beats and then give him a a, a pack and he'll pick out you know there's i mean there, there's definitely sometimes i'm like i think you'd sound good on this beat and then he'll sometimes he'll pick a beat that i would never expect him to pick so like there's i i really don't you know you can never tell what's going to inspire a rapper and like you know like whatever gets them writing right like yeah definitely that you can really do but i i, I really I, I i you think you get it and then you you know you think i'm like oh, i know what he likes mm. And occasionally it will, like on the garbology, like that that beat of uh, the song "The Sea." Mm-hmm. When I send that to him, I'm like 100% chance he picks that. Mm-hmm. I knew he would. But then there's other ones where I'm like, I, I'm shocked you picked that. Uh, and it's but it's cool because I like when he picks things I don't expect. Yeah, the the album is just super well put together and just has its own uniqueness for each track too. You know, oh, yeah. like no beats the same. Are you constantly just creating beats and? And creating, like, do you walk down the street and hear noises, and are you putting together like an instrumental in your head? No, I mean, I I go through prolific eras and I go through lazy eras. Like, like the last, I don't think I've made a beat in like three months right now because I've been working on album. I've been working. I, I made a like I'm working on a solo instrumental album right now, mm-hmm. and and that's all comprised of beats that I already made. So I'm kind of like, so I haven't been making new stuff, but like when I do make beats, I'll make every day for like a couple weeks then stop you know it's it's very like like i i get kind of obsessive about it and then i just totally fall off mm-hmm. uh but you know i, I gather i'm a hunter or gatherer when it comes to this. yeah it's <laughs> awesome you can never have too many for sure that's definitely a good deal no, yeah, yeah there's always rappers <laughs> when uh you're creating a beat do you keep the like the the conscious thought that you're trying to stay a little true to that east coast new york sound or are you like I have my own blockhead sound now and I'm just trying to stay true to that. Oh, I don't even consider anything like that. I mean, like, I, I think I have natural leanings, you know, like I, I, but then again, I try to like stop myself sometimes when I feel like I'm doing something too much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, like if I'm, if I'm have like five beats in a row that I've made that I'll have like kind of break beats and I'm like, let me not do a break beat. Let me do something different this time. And, uh, and uh, I try to, you know, I try to, have some versatility in, in my sound, but like my sound is very specific. I mean, like, you know, East coast boom bap or, or, or not like, uh, like it is, it all comes down to the samples and the layering and, mm-hmm. and like kind of how I make these like changing the, these beats that kind of like evolve and change as they go. Yeah. And that's, just, that's kind of the one thing I, I always do. But, uh, but as far as like, you know, what it sounds like is in, in what genre it could be pushed to. Like I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I fuck with trap drums. I fuck with, <laughs> you know, I fuck with, uh, you know, 808 kits and, mm-hmm. and I fuck with break beats. Like it, it really depends on the song, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I was going to say that too, it, listening to the list of uh, producers that influenced you coming up, it was such a wide range of different styles and from different sides of the, in different areas of the country that you can tell that in your beats in your instrumentals. They're so like he was saying, there's so much variety in them. Um, and from the samples and stuff like that. So, uh, you're doing a good job of, of, of doing, of keeping us interested, like you said, and keeping us guessing. Trying, trying. (laughs) Dude, uh, new album, the ox just dropped recently recently super dope man it was put out on um, backwood studios uh which is billy woods record label is he the, the ceo of that or is that just his main label uh, he's he's one of the two guys that runs it okay there's two guys that uh yeah but he but he he uh, he, he he's the he's the founder i'd say mm-hmm when did you cross paths with with billy woods um which he's a great artist in his own right um yeah you know he's Woods Woods is incredible, and like, uh, and I think like as time goes on, like he will be viewed as one of the the better writers of all time, as far as like like just lyr- on a lyrically lyrical poetic deep level, he is he's a really amazing writer yeah. and a, and a great rapper. But uh, I I met Woods, uh, man. I so like I had heard him maybe I I'm bad with years, but I had heard him on this mixtape that he made right before History Will Absolve Me came out. And uh, and I realized we had friends in common, and I happened to run into our friend NASA uh, on the street, and I asked him about Woods, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, you should work with him. He'd love to work with you." I was like, "Oh, where?" And at that time, I was working with a lot of. I, I was really trying to go out of my way to work with different rappers. Like I, I had a project with this guy Logic, and I had a project with this guy Mark Speck, where I was doing like producer albums mm-hmm. with rappers that I liked. Yeah. And uh, so I I started just shooting the shit with Woods, and I sent him some beats, and and similar to the Aesop thing with a uh, Garbology, like it just kind of snowballed into an album like it, it was just like oh we'll make an ep oh now we have 10 songs oh now we have 15 songs you know it just kind of like it just happened so naturally that uh that it was you know we we're like fuck it let's do it and uh and we also got along really well on a personal level like he, he and i just became kind of fast friends um and uh yeah like so that was i don't, I don't know what year that was but that, we made dower candy together which is the first album we did together and then a couple of years later we made known unknowns but uh, but I've been in the mix with Backwoods. You know, I put out a, an instrumental record with them. I put out Free Sweat Pants, which is kind of like the precursor to the Ox. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, I've always been in their little cipher since since that since I met Woods pretty much. Yeah, off the off the Ox, uh, Mississippi is so hard. Uh, just okay. just just to let you know, like that whole build up, the whole let me show you how to spell it, like that whole it's just sick <laughs> as fuck. So I, I give it up for that shit. That shit's tight. I wanted that song to sound like a 1991 rap song. Well, you nailed it. You nailed it for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like it has the vibe. It's kind of kooky. It's like kind of silly, but it, it's got like the hard break beats. Yeah, like it, it really, and Aesop delivered with like, oh yeah. he, it, it kind of reminded me of like a, a something you'd hear in 1991. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? super dope. You talked a little bit about uh, kicking it off with Billy Woods on a personal level and having a good friendship. And that's, I think, a very important part of in a creative space is if a producer and MC are working together, you got to, see that they're having fun together, right? Like seeing people have fun together, it kind of translates and makes it more relatable for the listener. You also talked about working with Illogic. We've been lucky enough to talk to Illogic a couple of times. What was that like working with him? Cause he seems like a really, really relatable and easy, get easy to get okay. to guy. No, Illogic is like the nicest guy ever. And uh, I, I, I had known Illogic for uh, probably since like 2000, maybe mm. uh, we did, uh, he did he did he was on a couple of Aesop songs way back in the day and I did a couple songs with him 
that never got released, but that eventually got released. And uh, he just hit me up one day. He was like, hey, you want to do a project? And I was like, sure. And again, another thing where I send him beats and all of a sudden we have like three albums worth of music. <laughs> where he was, I mean, the thing I'll say about Logic that separates him from those other guys is like, he was so prolific with his writing. Like he was literally turning in like 12 songs a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure. like, I mean, like he, I couldn't, I could almost, not, I was like, I dude, I'm out of beats. Like I have no more beats left. <laughs> but he, you know, so we made two EPs, I think maybe two or three, two EPs and then Capture the Sun, which is the LP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and and you know, it's. I think all the that stuff is really good, and I kind of think that Capture the Sun is gets overlooked a little bit because it didn't get you know it didn't get a mm. uh, a, a fanfare, but like I think it's a really really good album. Yeah. Logic's like a, an incredible rapper. Yeah, I enjoy all those albums, that whole little compilation, and and you know everything that he does as well. But uh, <clears throat> he, you putting you guys together, it was like hearing that it's a perfect mix and sometimes when you get that like i said i think it's also when when two people enjoy working with each other mm-hmm. oh for sure and it's easy easy to work with too like we had no there's no head bumping not that not that there really ever has been head bumping with yeah. shit, but but with the logic it was it was you know we have similar uh temperaments you know yeah just going easy <laughs> just going back to the ox uh i know this album was special for you and, and different than your typical album it's every song is has a featured artist on it um you know the, the blockhead albums i'm used to are more instrumentals only you know um which i love too i love my favorite um but this is a little different and i know you've been wanting to put out an album like this in, uh, for a while now um yeah. how did you go about picking the, the artists that were on the tracks uh, well, I, I mean, I had a, I mean, half of them are people I know who I, who I, you know, I was like, I want this person. And then the other half were, you know, I made a list to me at Woods, Woods executive produced it. So we mm-hmm. kind of worked on it together, but we, we kind of just made a list of people of, of who we could get Woods being who he is and, and having a lot of connections with rappers. He was able to kind of reach out to people and get them involved that I probably wouldn't have uh, been able to do. Uh, and you know, it just kind of whittled down, and then it came, then it came to the point where we had to kind of figure out who we wanted to rap with who, and uh, we made the pairings and stuff like that. And you know, Woods and I did that together. Mm-hmm. Woods had some, you know, Woods Woods came up with a couple of them on his own for sure. Um, yeah, it was just because it was kind of just a wish list of of rappers that I'm a, a fan of uh, currently, and like, and it's, and also like new guys that I like that I think need more shine. Yeah, I like that. I like that when there's uh, some artists on there that you maybe have heard of, but not necessarily have heard too much of their work, and it allows you to be more exposed to them, you know? So I like that. Yeah. Um, Give them a little push. How yeah. uh, how special, you know, of a process is naming an album for you? Like, Music by Cave Light, man. One of <laughs> my favorite just instrumental albums ever, I would oh, say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, dope, dope album name. How do you come up with an album name such as The Ox or Music by Cave Light? Um, the Ox was honestly Woods' idea because I didn't know what the fuck to call this thing. Okay. I, I was I was ready to call it Free Sweatpants Part Two, but he's like Free Sweatpants doesn't really need to have a part two. <laughs> and I was like, fair. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I you know generally with my instrumental albums, song naming and album naming are kind of like the most fun part. Mm. Well, not album naming naming is kind of it, there's a pressure to it, but song naming is like the most fun thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. With this one, yeah, Woods came up with the ox, and I was like, that that worked. And, you know, and it, and it just immediately, I was like, that's a great idea, because this album is someone, someone's ox, you know, someone with the ox. It's me, it's me controlling the ox, pretty much. Uh, and, uh, 
but the song, you know, for the most part, like I, I probably named like three or four of the songs on the album, and you can t- usually tell which ones I named. <laughs> but uh, and then the artists named them themselves. When I, I gave them the option, I gave them the name option, giving them creative control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they if, when, if they didn't respond, I'm like, all right, I'm naming it. <laughs> it's my, my turn to take it. <laughs> That's a dope album cover too. Just all the fucking wires and shit. Oh, just yeah. Yeah, thrown everywhere a, yeah a big mess <laughs> yeah. of wires you know anytime i think of you i always think of just that random at the very end cartlandender cartlandender <laughs> it's image of a glass man and i another day i was hell fucking bored i was just chilling at work and i just got in here and i go i'm gonna look up image of a glass man I looked it up and it says Cartland der, der, der. it does it, it's uh Do you Cart- want to yeah what, what's that from Oh man! So that's from a Cool Keith interview oh. on uh, Stretch and Bobito's show mm. from like '92. That's crazy. Where Cool Keith is just bugging out and and he's talking about this this comic book he created, which didn't exist. He was just lying. He was just making it up. <laughs> but 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 there's I had this like seven minute thing of Cool Keith talking that was like one of the funniest things ever to me. And I and like when I that was my first album, so I had all this like material gathered up over over the years. That I was like, when I make an album, I'm using this, and I and like that, I was like, uh, like, how do I use this? Where do I put? And it? I just kind of just put it at the end of the, that song. I was like, fuck it, let's let's. It's so sick. <laughs> oh, let's have some fun. Are you ever watching movies and hear something, and you're like, I fucking mark that. I need to. I need to sample I, that. I I hear things, but I don't. I forget don't. to mark them, and I yeah. never see them again. <laughs> I, a lot of, like my name's Tony, and I hear a lot of Tony samples sometimes. I'm like, oh, that would be good, but you know. I can't inundate like an album with like Tony samples. Tony samples. <laughs> <Lots of laughs> hey Tony. No, I can, can only have so many Tony samples. <laughs> they're all mafia ones. Why are all the mafia yeah. samples? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're all. It's all mafia. It's all, <laughs> it's all Tony. Pass me the grits. Tony spaghetti. It's all that. <laughs> Dude, Blockhead. Your your name. Um, is that like a homage to Peanuts and Charlie Brown, or where's Blockhead come from? Uh, it's. I mean, like. It, it was an era of self-depreciating names and like I have a big head and uh, and I just figured, and I was rapping at the time. So it was more my rap name and it, it transferred to producing. But uh, yeah, it's just I mean, like the Gumby's and the enemies were the blockheads. It's Charlie Brown, Gumby kind of thing. But like it was initially like, you know, fat lip blockhead. Yeah. You know, it was in that realm of thinking, you know. Yeah, big head, big brain, man. That's what they say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> tell them, tell the bigger the head, the bigger the brain. I'm telling people that forever, <laughs> bro. Labor Day is one of my favorite albums of all time. I mean, Daylight, a, a timeless track, bro. Um, just how was it making that album? Do you remember any anything about making that album with Aesop Rock or producing a, a good majority of it? Uh, I mean, we made it on a digital eight track. Uh, every beat was two tracked off the off the sampler, meaning like it was not mixed mm. on a mix. Like it, it got a, a shine up, but yeah. like the tracks were not individually mixed. So like, that's why some of the drums sound the way they do. Like it was very like, you know, mm. rough around the edges the way we did it. Um, yeah. I mean, like it, it was, I mean, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of remember playing him the, the daylight beat for the first time. And I thought that beat was corny mm. and I thought he'd think it was corny. He's like, I think I could do a song to this. I was like, really? Yeah. Uh, and he did, and I was like, and I and, and I remember being like, like when we chose the the sample, the vocal sample, we were like, I was like, if we're gonna be corny, let's go all the go way. All the way in, yeah. Let's 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 go. Like yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop. Like let's, yeah, yep. Let's take it. Let's take it to the the 
the the, the moon with corniness on this shit. <laughs> do you when you hear it back? Do you still feel that way, or do you, do you um, hear it in a different light now? I mean, I'm I'm unbelievably sick of that song, so I can't even hear it. Like, I'm sure. You know, it's one of those songs. You know, it's been around for twenty plus years, and uh, I. I I get its appeal. I mean, like I, I always got its appeal. Like, like when I made the beat, I was like, there is something about this that is cool and different. And like, it grabs you. It, it like emotionally grabs you. And then like once Aesop did kind of the singing hook, I was like, Oh boy, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he really, he, he leaned into, we both leaned into it. And, it, and it, I think that's kind of, that helps. Made it work, I think know? that, yeah, that definitely helped it for sure. How was it? How was it like when you were meeting? Uh, how did that connection with you and Murs come together? Merce, uh, I, I mean, I met him when he got signed to Jeff Jooks, and I remember being thinking like, Merce is like the mo- the coolest rapper I've met. Like I remember thinking like he is, and I don't mean like, like he's cool like like the Fonz wearing sunglasses. I mean like he is like, <laughs> like I immediately liked him. Mm. Immediately like was like this guy is awesome, and I and I got along with him great. I, and I, I've only hung out with Merce maybe two or three times in my life, mm. but like, but I. I've always like I, like off the bat loved Mercer as a person. I was like, yeah, this guy's the best. Yeah. Um, actually, like almost I, we we I saw him in an airport. I didn't know it was him, and I and I messaged him. I was like, yo, are you in Denver right now? He's like, yeah. I was like, where are you? I was like, I just boarded the plane. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I just saw <laughs> you. That's the last time I saw. Maybe like five six years ago. <laughs> uh, Dower Candy came out in 2013, actually. So it's crazy. Over about over 10 years ago, man, a decade. Yeah. So you and mm-hmm. Billy Woods been making music together for a good while. Is this a relationship that will maintain and you think you'll continue creating music and uh, art in general with Billy Woods? Is this something sure, that's yeah. long lasting? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you know, he's he's got the, the, the lifetime pass to my beats. If, you, if, if he wants them, if he ever needs anything, I'll do it. And, and I kind of feel like he's the same way with me. Like, mm-hmm. If I ever need a verse from him, he he'll he'll do it. You know, we're just kind of we're we're on that level with each other. Can I ask you a, a serious, like a personal question here? Sure. When uh, when when, when uh, a- oh, that's scary when someone says <laughs> yeah, that. Right. When Aesop when <laughs> you hear personal. when you hear Aesop give you like, uh, hey, this is the song. This is what I wrote to it, and you hear it back. Do you get all the metaphors he's spitting out, or or oh. does it does it take you a? He has to kick you and be like, well, this is what I meant by that when I said this. Uh, uh, he never explains his songs to me. Uh, I never try to understand them off the bat. I, I, like uh, when, when he sends me a song, I'm more just thinking about this, the the the, the, uh, the sequencing and, and how to frame everything. And uh, like with, with Garbology, I kind of I feel like I I understood that album better after it came out than when we were making it. Mm. Oh, yeah. When it came out, I was able to step away from it and listen to it as a fan, kind of. And I was like, oh, shit. I mean, like, granted, like, I, you know, he always has these, like, really crazy lines that you're just like, wow, that's, that's, that's some next level shit. But, like, as far as, like, the, the, the entirety of a song, unless it's, like, a glaringly obvious topic, like, uh, like, sometimes, you know, mm. it takes a bunch of listens to really get it. And I, I don't think he expects me to really understand it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just following up on it because there's a lot of people out there who just want to know, you know, you know, from a standpoint, you know, where you where you stood with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, I think as he's gotten older, he's he's he writes way more concisely, and I think he, uh, he you know, he's doing a lot of more stories. Uh, he's doing topical songs that you may not really understand until you kind of take a moment. And you're like, oh shit, he's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, like, I think he did that as well, but but there was also songs that were just like him flexing. 
and like flexing vocabulary. Wordplay, yeah. And I, and I'm not entirely sure if if he uh, meant to be saying anything that deep on those songs. Yeah. Like I'm talking float Labor Days or like early yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was None Shall Pass the uh, the album that you worked on with them prior to Garbology? Was it that long? Yes. Uh, okay, that was lo- that long. That was a good little hiatus. Um, and yeah, it's it great. Like ten over ten years. Though. Yeah, I mean, I, we've done stuff here and there, like little songs. Yeah, we've done stuff for me, but uh, but as far as like albums, for stuff, sure. Yeah. It's crazy to also just witness the evolution of uh, both you and him, just you know art artistically man just another another level and then coming back together and clashing with the oh, with man. the with after you it's like you guys evolved and then came back evolved and made garbology i think that was the fun of it though you know like yeah, yeah. like oh but it's funny like if you read reviews of that album it's like oh it's just aesop and blockhead right and aesop and blockhead. i was like man if you think this sounds like labor days you're insane no yeah it's I, insane garbology is yeah. great but, I think it grows on you a little more as time goes and you listen to it more. Yeah. You know, I love it more today than I did the first day it came out. Yeah. Oh, man. Wolf yeah. Piss is amazing. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Jazz Wolf, hands? Yeah, come on. come on. Wolf Piss is crazy. That beat <laughs> is fucking nuts. So, I mean, come on now. Uh, that was one he picked that I was like, oh, he's going he's gonna to pick this one. Yeah. Come, on, come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. You're coming up on 30 years of producing music. Uh, and and <laughs> <laughs> That's that's insane. <laughs> Coming up on thirty years in the music industry, what what have you done in this in this time frame to avoid the burnout that I mean a lot of artists get into and um, and because you've stayed highly productive as well, it's not like you've sat back and taken years off. Um, like you said, you've, you're taking three months off, but you're still working on an album. What do you yeah. do to avoid that burnout? Um, I think that I have a good work life balance, like a. Like I've, I, like my social life is, is so separate from my music life. Like I have, I have music friends, but like the people I hang out with are like my friends who I grew up with, who I've known for, for, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, and uh, that helps. I think never assuming that, that you're good. Yeah. I, I mean, by good, I mean like that you're, that you're stable. Yeah. Never and be it, content. Um, and just like, you know, I, I enjoy doing it and, and I've been able to do it and I'm not, I'm not blind to how lucky I am to be able to do this. So like, I, I, I appreciate that I get to do this because the idea of having a real job would be the worst. And, uh, and I, I like to think that, you know, I just, it, that kind of, that lights a fire under my ass. But I also like, I really am my most prolific when I'm bored. And like, so if I'm bored, I'm making tons of shit. Like pandemic, I made like the most music I've ever made in my life in a year and a half, you know? Yeah. But, uh, it's a, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't get wrapped up in the business of it. I don't really, I don't, I, I don't take it that seriously. <laughs> like, I, you know, I just, I do what I do and I, and I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not unaware of like my limitations as far as like what my, my fan base can be. Like, I know what my ceiling is in a sense. Uh, and I just kind of want to make music that I like, you know, and that's, it. you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like a complicated person. So yeah. I think that probably helps. That, and that makes I don't out <laughs> that makes sense too you keep it kind of simple and uh yeah, you, yeah. it never kind of blows up or gets over your head but we're we're very thankful and very grateful that we were able to chat with you and not only just chat with you been able to listen to your music over the years th- almost 30 years dude that's that's a fucking crazy feat 
Wait, does it count? I mean, you said in 30 years of the business, I was like, man, I don't think I was in the business until like uh, 90. We're, count, we're, we're gonna say 94. We said 94, it's 94. 94, if I, if I got my sampler, that was it. Yeah, yep, that's my, true. Fucking A, that's, you're in the business. You, you got, got a sampler, web. you're in the business. <laughs> Once you get the receipt, you're in well, the game. You got your foot wet. Before we go, Blockhead, um, yeah. music making, obviously, your number one love, maybe, aside from family and all that, but uh, what's your second favorite hobby that you have besides music? uh probably playing basketball okay, okay. Uh, but i've been injured this whole year so that I've, I've had that taken away from me now <laughs> uh-huh. um, i've had like a really like a like a, a bulging disc in my back that's just oh, been kicking my ass this damn. whole year so it's like but uh but like back injuries are the, the thing that gives me the most joy is like playing basketball when i'm healthy i play like three times a week and uh nice and with a bunch of old men. What position? You run. You running pickup games at the gym, or are you playing in an actual like? We have adult been organized league? pickup games. Like, uh, okay. or, um, I when I was in high school, I was a power forward, because uh, I was I was you know I'm six feet tall, but I could jump really high. Mm-hmm. And then the older I get, the better I've gotten at shooting and passing, and the worse I've gotten at jumping. So I'm now <laughs> like a I'm like a, 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 like a Lamar Odom passing three kind of. <laughs> I can run the point. But my handle's not great, but I can run the point. And, uh, you know. He's like Woody Harrelson. You, you get aggressive in the box. Like, Woody Harrelson in semi pro. <laughs> no, Woody Harrelson on a white man can't jump. He's out there hustling. Okay, okay. okay. He's hustling out. Hey, there. who's your team, yeah. Blockhead? We're out here lighting the beam over here. Who's your team? I mean, the Knicks. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know if you're a Nets or a Knicks. Oh, got to no, go Knicks, no. right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before what kind of question is that? Like the Nets. <laughs> Come on, bro. Before, before you go. Last here. question. Last question. Last question. Before you go, what, what does hip-hop mean to you? In a quick synopsis, uh, 30 seconds. If you had to give it to me, what's it mean to you? What does it mean to me? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't – I can't – I can't say I think of it in those terms, really. I mean, like, it, it's just – it's like this all-encompassing thing that I've been immersed in for the majority of my life. Uh where it feels like second nature, you know, it's just like this second nature that, that, uh, I mean, granted, I don't break dance. I don't do graffiti. I don't DJ, mm-hmm. but I, I've never not felt, you know, surrounded by it in, in, uh, in my adult life. Uh, I mean, it means a lot. It gave me my, my, my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. On a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind of it. That's like asking, like, what is what's the meaning of life? Yeah, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. I love a good eight bar verse, but uh, I take a lot more interest in producing. Thanks for all the timeless tracks that you've yeah. created, my friend. Thank you so Thank much you for for your uh, for your contributions to to music in general and to our contributions to our childhood as well. Growing up in high school, we were listening to a lot of uh, float is, was my first introduction to you. So I'm very grateful for the music and uh, the time I spent listening to you. So thank you so much for sitting here and, and talking with us. It means a lot to us. Well, thank you for having me guys. Yeah. We, and we'd love to have you back on next time. I know you're working on something new. So when you release that new yeah. shit, we're going to hit you back up. Cause we want to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll be an instrumental album and it won't be out till like next a year from now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, but keep an eye out. Keep it. We're we're gonna be waiting for it because we're excited to hear it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. Once again, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Give it up for Blockhead. Hell yeah. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you. Peace, man. Peace, Peace. bro. Later. That was fucking nice. Mm. <clears throat> Super chill. Cool motherfucker. Oh, right one of the greatest producers in the underground scene. I mean, we talked about it and and abilities and uh um uh fucking amp live and come on help me out who is uh blacklicious come on, gift to gab 
Chief Excel, thank you. Some of the greatest producers of our time, and Blockhead was one of those. And oh, and yeah. I had a Blockhead instrumental CD, and I can't remember which one it was, mm. but I had that in Big Red. I didn't have the case. I just somewhere I swooped it from someone's mm. CD case, and it was instrumentals, and it was a Blockhead instrument. It was, was it my Cave Light? favorite. Was it Cave Light? I don't remember. Bro, everyone's talking about Andre 3000 and this new flute album. Go, I love it. Go, I love it. Go check out music by him how he felt Cave about that. I love it. We should have asked him how we he felt have. about but that. I didn't want to put, you know, possible critiquing of Andre out what live, whatever. Are you telling me you don't like that album? I don't know how he feels about it, but I don't want him to get any backlash if he doesn't, was what I'm saying. But, <laughs> what I'm um, saying is, you, he's, you he's, don't like it is what you're saying? No, he's saying he didn't want to set the man up. No, nah, I didn't want to set him up. I don't know you how don't he feels. set him up. I like it, kind of. Uh, Cheers, though. But, uh, music it. by Cave Light, go listen to that album if you haven't already. Um, go listen to The Ox. Yeah. Brand new. Fucking go pick, not 15 just go tracks list, deep. Boom. Not go listen to it. Fire go listen. buy The Ox. Run, run, because it's super run. dope. Um, it's not your typical Blockhead album. Billy Woods and uh, the Blockhead Connection. Oh, man, I like it. I'm liking it. Very exciting, yeah. And uh, cheers to Blockhead very much. Thank you again for coming out nice and guy. joining us. What a nice yeah, guy. What a nice fucking He's guy. out in New York, so right now it's 1043. It's almost uh, yeah. 11 o'clock. Yeah, so good it's, time. it's good late time. up there. We it's caught him at a good time, though. Well, he talked to us. We're in the future, so you should have asked us <laughs> some questions. True. No, we're in the past. He's in the future. No, we're the, oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have asked him some questions. <laughs> day before You're Turkey right. Day? Is we're it? in the past, though. That's even better. He's on Macy's Day Parade was crazy. That was today, huh? Shit was popping. It was nuts. Do they still show that on TV? They have to. Yeah. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? My lady puts it on every year. Your kids like it? Yeah, the kids watch it. They watch that, huh? You ever seen the video of Barney when they had to pop Barney? It was a windy ass Thanksgiving Day parade, and they had the Barney. They shot uh, him? They sniped him? (laughs) No, that foot was going around. Oh, yeah. I think he started whipping, and he got fucking (laughs) caught onto a light post. And they had to pull him in and start stabbing that foot. Oh, yeah. They're killing Barney. The cops came out. Kids. And fucking had to pull their knives out. Organized hit. Them. It was an organized oh, hit. Oh, dude. Kids are still traumatized. Everyone screamed. Kids when are they, traumatized. When they started popping them, everyone started screaming. Ah. Barney was shaked to death. I mean, imagine seeing that as a kid. There was fools on That's the sidelines. That's horrifying. We got him. We That's got horrifying. him. That's horrifying. There's, there's a Seinfeld episode where uh, Mr. Pitt, he wants to go hold Woody the Woodpecker, a little uh, a string on Woody the Woodpecker in the parade because he was he never got to watch it as a kid. He was deprived. Um, Jerry's fucking. Doesn't he fall? Jerry's in the upstairs apartment at, at a, a party. And he he knocks over this trophy and goes, it pops Mr. Woody Uh, Woody Woodpecker and it's on Mr. Pitt. And he's just like covered in this big blob of nothing, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they show it every year. Macy's though. Day Parade. I don't you know. You don't watch it. You're not, your family wasn't a watcher. No, you know, I'm not. I'm not uh, too big on the Macy's Day. Parade. I don't like it either. But it wasn't on at the house at any time. I don't watch it. Yeah, you know, I just think. What do you got? I think our other guest is about to hop in right now. No, you're lying. Uh, yeah, no, what is this? Back to back to back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, you're right. You said 745, huh? 745. You should be here anytime. But uh, again, that was dinner with Blockhead. We're about to bring in another was guest. That, well, that was here. the turkey. That was the turkey <laughs> right there. And it I was guess, fantastic. I guess you could say that was maybe the you know the big the big dish, but I'm ready for something smooth, chill, and cool. So, what is this right here? You got a, what is it, apple <laughs> cider right here? What is this? What's your favorite dessert on, on uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, probably the... Um, Do you like pumpkin pie? I don't like a pumpkin pie. Oh, no pumpkin pie? You like sweet potato pie? I like a sweet potato pie. Do you like an apple pie? I like an apple pie. You like apple pie? I like an apple pie, okay, but okay. I'm not a fan of the fucking pumpkin. You're, it's the, I don't like the content. Uh, what is that? Uh, consistency? I don't like the consistency of that. You like that? Ooh, I like pumpkin pie, but it has to be from a certain place. Like where? Well, like Costco has a really good pumpkin pie. I like cheesecake. Same consistency, but it's just better. 
You like cheesecake? I love cheesecake. With the cram cracker you on the bottom? You know what they have now? It's, they have pumpkin cheesecake, and they have it at Costco, too. Oh. Would you eat it? Yeah, is it, is it what? It's a mix, or how's that? Yeah, working? it's like a mi- probably like a mix of the pumpkin pie filling into the cheesecake. What I'd seen lately is they already put eggnog out. Are you an eggnog guy? I like it, but I'm not huge on it. Um, they started putting it out, so I looked at it. I saw people were buying it. I go, is it? Is it? A, I'm not an eggnog guy. I don't I mean, like that. Okay, shit. so you I like it. I, it depends. I've 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 uh, tasted some really good made homemade eggnog. The nog. The nog, and it was like Jamaican eggnog or something. It was different. What's Jamaican? Eggnog? It was like Caribbean. Maybe <laughs> it's a Caribbean. Maybe it's Caribbean. When you open it, it, it was says, different. Yeah, man. Right? What do you take the lid off? Yeah, man. No. Yeah, man. yeah it's, it's mixed with weed. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, do, do, you like, do you like pumpkin pie? Do you like pumpkin pie? Uh, no, B? But pumpkin pie. Hate it. No, Hate I it. love pumpkin you know pie. What I like? What's your favorite dessert? Warm apple pie. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, so American pie uh, style? No, no, just, American pie. I, no, actually, really, is, apple pie is my favorite. Pie. No, actual real apple pie is my favorite. Like so, a real sick. A real so, warm apple pie is no, not in no American pie way. Just warm apple pie is my favorite. So on Thanksgiving. You guys have apple pie. Yes. Do you do a la mode at least? What's that's that mean? Ice cream? Ice cr- vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, you don't know what a la mode is. You don't have the ice Get cream. Get out of here. crazy. You got to have the vanilla scoop. Do you heat up the pie before the a la mode? Yeah. You, you have can. to. You have to. Well, it's part, of, it's part of the mode. The screen? Wait a second. Where are you fucking getting these from? The store? No. My, part of the mode. My grandma used to be, well, she's not alive anymore. God rest her soul. Okay, okay. She used to be cooking the motherfuckers okay. hot about the oven right there, yeah, popping you get them the, out you get right, the ice right cream right out the fridge. So who's right making the pie this year? Are you making boom dang pie? Uh, Ooh, if you smell, la 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 la. Can't do all that anymore. No, nowadays, you're pretty you ruthless. Can't go to you're gonna get his down hotel. Canceled. You're gonna get his canceled. You can't lay it. The I saw the tongue come out on you. Lay it the smack it down. If you smell, la 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 la. What the sicko is? Having for dinner. Sigo was cooking. God, please <laughs> forgive us for this man. No, he's I, done. He's done. Got us canceled twice tonight. What was he singing earlier? Something about old country. Started from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Started from the bottom. Now the whole world knows where we are. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. This is gonna be Sig's new thing now. Started from the bottom. Now the whole world knows we're here. Hope he doesn't get rid of that. Man, nope. man. You know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> what do you got for me? You also hold on real quick. You said. That uh, your favorite Thanksgiving movie before the interview was the one with uh, Polly Short. What is the name of that movie? That they Cousin in Son law. Thanks- law. Son-in-law. Cousin-in-law. It's a Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. How many Thanksgiving movies are there? There's not though? many. Yes, there is Dutch. There's not a there's Dutch. Not, there's go not, smaller. What else? What's, what's smaller? Let's go smaller here. That's small? No, no. Go smaller. Planes, what? Trains, and Automobiles? That one? Yo. That's not a Thanksgiving movie, <laughs> is it? No, Dutch with, uh, with L. Bundy. You never seen it? I seen it. I seen it. That's one where he has the shithead yes. kid. Planes, yeah. trains, and automobiles. That's what John Thanksgiving. Candy. They got to get home for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, that's a great one. Remember, yeah. she's trying yep. to get home. That's right. I didn't think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. I thought it was Christmas for some reason. Yeah, they're all trying to get home. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's, one. That's Thanksgiving. Dutch is that kid's an asshole. He's, they go to the fucking apartment. He asshole. sets the car on fire. Oh, then he falls in love with the fucking hooker that yeah. robs him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. He's a bastard. That that right there, they cost that guy a lot, and Sig is costing this podcast a lot of grief. Because with the 1,000 subscribers, we have now been able to monetize, and there's no fucking way this podcast and any chance 
on God's green earth ever gets monetized. <laughs> do you ever? But we love you, YouTube, and please do. I mean, if you if you feel but the right, you. if you feel the right to please throw do. us a few bones, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll we, take a bone or two. We definitely love you. Throw a dog a throw bone. Throw a dog a bone. Because wow, wow, wow. you know we all love. Money, 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 money. I'll take a little bit of that. Anywhere you get it. You ever watched The Daily Show ever? Have you ever watched it? Uh, back when it was John Stewart. Yes, okay, so Trevor Noah is gone, apparently. He stepped down. Who do you guys want to see take the role of The Daily Show? <laughs> you Host. You, you want to know? Who? 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 I'll give you mine. Who? All right. You, you give who? me yours, I'll give who? you mine. Who? I I, to be Ooh. honest, I was gonna say Beetlejuice, but Beetlejuice. That could be a, okay. Bring him back. Bring him back. He? I don't think no. I don't I know. If he's, a no, 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 no. Little Beetlejuice. I want. Uh, oh, here, oh here we go. I want to say Theophon. What up, fellas? Can you guys hear me? Oh, we can hear you oh, beautifully. Yeah. How about us? Yo, dope. I can hear you guys good too. I love that. Easy. Sorry I love. The, I, sorry about the wait, guys. No, dude. We hey, we got nothing but time on our hands over here, so we're chilling. We appreciate you joining us on it's Friday, the holidays. brother. Oh, it's not Friday. Bob it's Dome, Wednesday. Man. I keep Wednesday. thinking it's Friday. Yep. It's, it's the it's a wacky Wednesday. All right. Well, let me introduce the man that is joining us right now. He is uh, one of the younger cats that's been holding it down for that that hip hop that I think is something that we all grew up on. That younger, that old school shit. Mm, and he's doing his now. thing. He's been doing his thing. You should check him out. The one, the only Afro. Oh yeah. Thanks for Yo, joining us, brother. We appreciate peace, you. Peace. All flows reach out. Off lows, yeah, reach out. It was that something that you, when you came up with your name, was that something that you already had in the bag, or is that something that you kind of went back to? That all of all, thi- all flows reach out. That, that was something. Um, I was thirteen when I uh, I was looking in the mirror and I knew I wanted Afro as my as my MC name. Yeah. But I was like, I w- I wanted it to be an acronym. So it took me like 30 different names until I finally landed with All Flows Reach Out. Which is beautiful. We love that. Perfect. Bro, were you you were on the uh, the old school VH1 uh, show, The Breaks, for a short yeah. span. Were you doing that stuff before going on like the Queen Latifah show and all that? Queen Latifah was actually the very first uh, showcase that I ever had. Queen Latifah was the first uh, appearance for me. And then uh, the breaks came probably maybe a year or about half a year after the Queen Latifah show. Mm. Bro, how was it going on like Queen Latifah show and the yeah. Tonight Show with That's Jimmy crazy. Fallon, all that? Like, was, did you feel um, the pressure? Especially so young, at such a young yeah, age, very young, going on there to freestyle about random stuff. Uh, did you feel all the pressure, or are you just really cool Ooh, and calm oh, and man. collective? I was, I was nervous as, as I was nervous as all hell, man. I was. Yeah, I was it, it was I was super grateful because it was like it was something I never thought I'd ever be able to do or to be able to do or they inv- they invited me to the show after seeing a couple of like the freestyle rhymes and stuff on on the YouTube floating around mm. and uh, I just didn't think people up to that you know that status would be able to reach out to like the underground guys because I still consider myself like underground yeah and uh, dude yeah I was nervous I was nervous as shit on the stage man. <laughs> <laughs> But it which, was fun. Which was is a, a good thing, right? I mean, that those nerves are yeah. something that yeah. it, it, they say yeah. is a good thing, and it, it helps bring out the best in you. And I think we got we got the best that night. Yeah, man. I was, uh, and that was it was bonkers because I wasn't used to that environment. I was always like a, I was always a movie nerd growing up too, mm. and I had hip hop and movies like neck and neck when I was growing up. And uh, 
So at the at the Jimmy Fallon show in Queen Latifah, I'm meeting like these different actors and stuff. I got like Jeff, you see like Jeff Goldblum and Jay Leno like just walking around randomly, and you're like, I'm I'm the kid who was used to recording music inside his room. Yeah, just like that's that's where I came from. So being in that environment, it was a whole different switch. I was like, what the? I was like, this is insane, you know. So. It was, when, it was dope. When you started recording, what were you using Pro Tools, or did you already have a program like that already on the on the computer when you started? Because you started at a young age. When did you when did you record your first song? I I remember recording the very first one when I was late thirteen. Ooh. I was about thirteen years old, Dang. and then I started recording my own stuff solo. Uh, I was say around like four, late fourteen ish. I I got my own equipment and. My mom's blessed me with uh, Pro Tools. I got to use Pro Tools when I was around 14, 15-ish. And I, I would be like the little mini uh, sound engineer in my crib. All the homies that are MCs, they'd be coming over and we'd make like 12-minute posse cuts. And I'd have to be the one on the Pro Tools putting all the vocals together. So. Mix and master. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, who were some of your earlier like influences, especially, uh, I'll, I'll say, in the underground or independent scene? Um, I mean, I feel like Gift of Gab had to have been very oh, yeah. inspirational no, to you, no right? Question. I mean, I can see that. No question. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, Gab, what? Is, Gab, is, Gab has always been one of my favorite MCs of all time, ever since I was around 14-ish. And uh, that was a blessing being able to work with him. Just how that came together was, mm. like, the best shit ever. So I'm, I'm really grateful that it happened. But mm. Gab's definitely... Gab's definitely a huge influence on um on my pen on my pen and my writing, you know. Yeah, it's, that's that's an amazing compliment too. If someone was to tell you that you resemble or even somewhat sound like them, that's an amazing just a just all around good compliment. Or can or can just stand next, next to, to him, him and yeah. spit alongside yeah. with them and keep it's up amazing. with them. It's you amazing. know, like how 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 did that come about? Uh, meeting get to Gab and and getting to record some music with him. Yo, so Gab and his team, they reached out to us. They reached out to me and R.A. at the time, and uh, they were like, yo, we got this joint. We love you both to, uh, to hop on the track. And I said, no question. I was like, yo, I'm, I got you 100%. And we all recorded the song separately. I recorded my verse at my crib here, and then R.A. recorded his verse of where he was and then Gab where he was. But... We shot that we came together for the video and we shot the video in about a day or so took about a day from like a good amount of hours but it was it was fun we shot around somewhere not in la just a little bit farther than la but cali we shot in cali, cali. and that's a super dope the video the, video, the track uh yeah, the freedom form flowing yeah. yeah just man the whole thing is super dope bro rag. you mentioned ra the rugged man i mean one of my favorite artists of all time i would say especially with his his yeah. style of delivery uh the lyricism all of that uh how, how did you uh get together with him because you're basically a protege to to ra right i would i, mean, I would consider myself would, would that, he be a mentor yeah. at least uh, yeah. kind of a mentor to you yeah definitely and uh he took me under his wing um almost 10 years ago man like uh he he had this contest that he was throwing and i i had just turned I'm going to say I had just turned 17 years old and there was this definition of a Rafflo contest. And he was like, yo, he's calling all MCs, like the top three MCs get like special prizes and stuff like that and beat selections. And I just wanted RA was always a huge influence on me as well, ever since I was like 13, 14, like in the same bracket. So I grew up listening to him and his style and his rhymes. And uh, 
always uh, had him in my very, very top, like, favorite MCs. Like, mm -hmm. he was always there for me. So I just wanted him to listen to my joint. I was like, yo, like, I'm happy if he just listens to the track. But turns out uh, he actually picked out my track from the contest. He uploaded, he, I was the first to get uploaded like that. And he was like, yo, you gotta, you guys got to step it up. This 16, 17-year-old kid is taking over this contest so far. <laughs> and uh, and then I was just happy with that. I was like, yo, I was flipping. I was like, dude, this is fucking, I'm super grateful for that. So mm -hmm. take it a step farther. He comments, uh, I, I comment, I'm like, yo, thanks, R. Just thank you for listening to my track. I appreciate you. And he's like, yo, what city are you from? And I'm like, yo, I'm in Orange. At the time, I was in Orange County and Cali. Yo, I'm over here. And he's like, all right, I'm going to fly out. I'm going to fly out. Let's meet up and let's just, let's talk. Like, let's, you know, bring your moms and let's all talk and everybody and just chop it up. And uh, yeah, and then after those two, we did those two freestyle videos that are floating on YouTube. And uh, after that, he's like, yo, I, let's, he started taking me to Europe and doing shows. And I started like, I went from the kid recording in the in the room solo to traveling seeing different countries and like germany switzerland france like all at a very fast pace mm. so that, it just i just literally switched for me in the best way <laughs> How, how's that for a culture shock going you know germany and uh, switzerland these are you know places that i mean for for people like you or me i i don't ever think i'll ever see and you you yeah, saw those pieces what was that that culture shock like because it's crazy how big of a deal hip hop is in those areas and how important it is right. to those right. communities. Talk a little bit about that, that and that, that culture shock of being able to go over there. Cause that's amazing, dude. Dude, it was insane to see how, how much love and how 100% they're into the hip hop. Like when you, like there's a, I'm always appreciative for the States and for like my New York, my East coast and my West coast audiences. Cause they show up, but Europe, there's just some different kind of energy where if you say two words, they flip their mind. Yeah. You're just like, hey, what's up? Oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You go to New York, you're like, yo, what up? And they're just like, yeah, yeah. man, what up? You know, Spit man, something. Man. <laughs> so, and that's, I love New York. I love NY, yeah. but that's just like in Europe, that comparison. And some of these folks like show up, like straight up run DMC'd out. They got gold rope chains on. They got the bucket hat, like the fedora. They go all out and yeah. you can feel it. And uh, definite the culture shock for me was like going from different demographics and seeing how people react, how differently people react over there in Europe. And uh, it, it was it was definitely a trip for me. That was I was the kid from the States seeing all this like and I never thought I would ever go to Germany or Switzerland or nothing like that, like ever. So it was a shock. Yeah. Yeah. How was it like uh, when you got to meet or did you even I mean, when you got to make the track with Twista, I mean, that track is crazy back and forth. You guys' penmanship together is just like just so sharp, unmatched, like super quick. I mean, how did that work out? And I mean, like, was that planned or how would that go? Hold up. So that that was cool. We we recorded. Um, I haven't gotten to meet Twista yet, but we recorded our video. We recorded our verses separately. But that one came out of nowhere in the most in the most awesome way because i have i've been pretty close with the og diamond d from digging in the crates mm -hmm. and through the years me and him have been working we got a couple songs in the vault just like through the years and uh one day he calls me up and he's like yo um i got this song with twista and i have an open verse and i can't think of anybody else he's like you down rock i was like 
no question, OG, I got you. And, two, and I, I was like, give me two days, I got you. So I just needed like two days to go back and forth and to see what I, how I was going to approach it. And I heard Twister's verse beforehand. So Twister's just going off and doing, you know, just just annihilating everything. So I'm like, all right, I got to keep up. I got to see how I got to keep up. So. Would you, uh, would you you rather you killed it too. would you yeah you definitely kept up would you rather that scenario where you hear his verse first you get a chance to hear him so it kind of pushes you to a level rather than going first and then him hearing your shit first and being able to write to it you know what i mean like getting the opportunity to see his shot first that was the more fun route for me I, like i would it's more fun to hear the mc and how they're going to approach it because yeah. Me, from my MC um, point, I don't want to sound like I'm lazy. I don't want to sound like like, uh, like I'm the, what do you call it? Like I'm the weak link of the track. Mm. I don't want to be the weak link. Or I, I just don't want, you know, I want to make sure that I show up. And uh, it's, sometimes it's it's better to hear what you're, you know, what, who, who else is on the song with you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. So I, I agree. That's probably the more fun route for me. Shout out to Twista, one of my favorite fucking artists of all time, too, coming out of Chicago. I mean, his bars. He's one, one of the one of the greatest MCs of all time. Oh, and if anybody had him as like a top five or top ten MC, I would not be mad at all. No He's question. like one of the greatest ever. And so you know? fast of a spitter, too. I've seen him live, and it's just amazing. Amazing, yeah. Uh, when you were yeah, learning, when yeah. you were learning about yourself musically. Did, did, were you able to to spit really fast right away, or is that something that you had to hone and work on for a long time? It was definitely something I worked on, and the the earliest memory I remember was me practicing "Give Me Some Mo" by Busta Rhymes mm. when I was around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say twelve. Yeah. That was like the earliest age where I was like kind of practicing, and I was like I was studying the lyrics like top to bottom, and trying to keep up and. <laughs> And I, I don't think I was confident with the fast rhyming until maybe 16, maybe 16 or 17. Which is only three or four years later, which in a, you know, in a time span, it's it's a small span, but it probably felt like a lifetime at the time. Uh, you coming up uh, in, in the era that you did um, where now YouTube is such a huge tool. Did you kind of see that? Because you, you've used it. Um, I think you've done a great job of using YouTube to kind of get your name out there. And I'm not saying because you're not a YouTube rapper. There is a genre where there is that YouTube rap where I don't think that you are included in. But you are somebody that has used it. We were talking about this earlier, being able to use YouTube to get your name out there and make a little bit of side cash on the side. Was that something that you were conscious of and you kind of seen that? Because that was early on 2014 is kind of right. That's right when it starts exploding. Yeah, so for me, it was, uh, I didn't start really getting the hang of it until maybe a year or two or three after everything started happening for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was aware of the channel, but I would post not really thinking of the other stuff, like the revenue that I could receive and stuff like yeah. that, you know? So I didn't really start understanding that until a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I, I would I would attack the upload. I would upload my music just like, just for like for the fans sake or for the people listening or the supporters out there if anybody wants to have another channel that they can uh start to get to know me or intro introduction to my music i, I use my youtube channel as that mm. for the most part 
Yeah, which is now smart. now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to understand the revenue side and how much the revenue like works and stuff like that. But uh, when I first started, and I still upload for the fans. Now it's just a balance. It's like of course. you just got you just, for the supporters, but you got to have the revenue as well to keep going. Yeah, you know? and it's a great place to release music that might not make the album or might not have not have a home on a project. It's just somewhere right. where you can get right. this out for the fans, like you said. Yeah, and and I've done that a couple times. I uh. And uh, recently, uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple tracks out there that I was just like, you know what? Maybe I can't use the sample or I can't use this beat. Maybe it's a mixtape track mm -hmm. and I can't really post it on uh, streaming services. So it goes right on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? which is a beautiful place to be. What yeah. what role has uh, DJ Premier played in your career? Oh, man. So Primo has always been my GOAT, my number one hip hop producer of all time. And ever since a very young age, I've always I got a Guru tattoo right here. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, Guru. I oh, got I a Gangstar tattoo right here, and uh, Gangstar played a very big role for me in high and middle and high school. And uh, so meeting Primo, that's on YouTube too. For mm -hmm. anybody that wants to see me freak out and just have like a <laughs> like a breakdown in the coolest way, like a good breakdown, yeah. like meeting Primo, that's on YouTube. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it's it's one it's authentic they surprised me with meeting primo mm -hmm. and they knew how much uh that primo meant you know meant to me so that was that was definitely insane but primo we got to work together it was like a dream come true not only for me but just like the hip-hop head dream like i got yeah. to be the fly on the wall i got to see him make beats i got to see his process and i was literally i was just silent the whole time I'm like yo i'm just blessed to be here so <laughs> yeah you got to play the role of guru kind of in a way you know what i mean you Ooh, got to be that man in that in the driver's seat or in the pilot seat next to next to primo i just treated it as just me and primo yeah just yeah just yeah. me like getting the privilege to working with him but also being that fly on the wall Fuck and yeah. just being like, I'm just soaking up all the knowledge mm. and just being like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Which is smart to do, especially, you know, yeah, coming up and there's no better person to, I mean, already having RA as a mentor and then being able to work with the greatest hip hop producer of all time. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's kind of like just sit back, shut up and learn, just learn something. Right. Right. Yeah. Premier. Yeah. And, yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely cool because you learn there was a lot that I got to learn. At first, I didn't expect me to become like a beat maker and a producer myself. My my ideal was always to be the MC and I always wanted to dabble in the filmmaking eventually growing up, but beat making was something I never expected at all. And uh after getting that just being able to see Primo go to work, it was like a the, the bug bit me in the coolest way. I was like, yo, I want to do this now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Premier is definitely a, a good role model for that, I will yeah. say. One of the best, <laughs> if not the best, to ever. <laughs> yes. Spin the Fresh, record, right. if you will. Um, bro, Afro Doom, wh where was the idea from that? Did you uh, ever hear that Nostradamus album that uh, was put out? Nostradamus, that was like a little... Um, I can't remember the guy who made it, but yeah, I, I remember listening. That that came out a good minute ago. Yeah, I remember listening to it. it yeah, did. and that was super fire. Uh, that, that was dope. Yeah, that, that was dope. What was the idea for yeah. the Afro Doom uh, album? Was that just a, so, you know, a little homage Afro to the to Doom himself, or definitely like Doom? 
Doom is another one, rest in peace. All like right. Doom is another one where he's a huge influence, I would say more on the lyrical, yeah. most slower, uh, big lyrical rhyme scheme kind of side of me. Mm-hmm. That's like almost 100% Doom. And uh, with him, Afro Doom, it was just definitely a passion project. I was just, I was about 15 when I started writing it. And then I finished it around late 16. And I didn't release it until the same day I released the RA contest. Mm. So I released Afro Doom and the definition of Raflo entry the same day. But Afro Doom Doom is just purely a passion project and a homage and respect to Doom. Doom, another one of the best, man. I was able to see him live. Uh, Super dope artist. R.I.P. to Doom. It was I definitely. God, I feel like Doomsday. We, we're talking about Doomsday. a lot of, yeah. lot of ones. Well, in a the lot past. of fallen uh, legends, you know. Sadly, well, if, you, if you look at my tattoos, it's a graveyard. Like right? I got dirty. I got dirt. Oh, dirty. I got Jay Dilla. I got Sean Pete. It's all oh, my favorite guys. Yeah. Almost a lot of them are gone. You know. Yeah, going back to the breaks, uh, just a little bit. How did you get on that show? And then was it acting before rapping, or were you rapping before acting? I was rapping before acting okay. and, and breaks breaks came along because at the time when I was working with Prem, Primo was the music composer and uh, I, he was a big supervisor on the soundtrack for the breaks. Mm. And at the time when I was working with him, his manager, Ian, knew how much I love movies and, and my dream to be in the movies and act. And he's like, yo, I can get you an audition. I was like, dope. I was, let's rock. So I had to go through three different stages. I had to go through one screen test for one character. Hmm. They were like, we don't see you as this guy, but we have another character we'd like you to audition for. And I was like, dope. I'm just happy you guys are still considering me. So I go for D Rome, the second stage. And then I'm like, I hope I got it. And then they were like, okay, we're calling you for a third one, a screen test for pairing for you and another guy or another person to read together with. I'm like, okay, cool. And then after the third one, they're like, you got the role. I was like, yes. So it took me, I had to put in the work. Yeah. I had to put in the yeah. work for that one. What What is the uh, differences between uh, being on stage and performing for a live audience and then being in that audition room? Is What are the, the difference and what are the kind of the similarities? It's so strange because for me personally, I can handle an auditorium of people way easier than those like four or five people judging you off that script mm. and i know that's strange but for me i can black out all those people in the auditorium and just zone out and just i'm on that stage and pretend like it's me <laughs> even if there's like 10 or 20 or 100 or 1000 or 2000 people whichever number i'm able to just black out and just be like okay it's me and the mic yeah. with the with the script room for some reason it feels like more judgment it feels like more and people are judging you in the audience too but with the script reading people it's like hmm like like you could feel that way heavier yeah. with just those four or five people yeah do you feel like uh, it might be because uh they're more qualified to judge than maybe a crowd full not that a crowd full of hip-hop heads aren't qualified to judge you but maybe these four individuals are a little bit more qualified because they're getting paid more and they're Hired by an agency and, a, and, and some, a, of them, some of them are really there to judge you. <laughs> yeah. And those people um, in the script room, they see a hundred people auditioning. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like, they just have a no nonsense, like you better get this no shit right to, kind no of attitude, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
How do you yeah. prepare for that type of audition, man? Are you just like sitting at home reading in front of family members and stuff, or how do you prepare yep, for yep. that? Yep, it's me. It's like me and my boy, or I'll have like me and my close friends or somebody. I'm like, yo, just help me. Just like, like, let's read together, and and yeah, we'll just practice together. Do you still uh, partake in any acting gigs on the side at all, or is that kind of something that's in the past that you moved on from? No, definitely. Um, there's just uh, auditions have slowed a little bit because of all the strikes and everything going mm -hmm. on, and yeah. we're definitely. But um, they're starting to pop up again. We have some some more emails coming in, and I definitely want to pursue acting more. And soon, in a couple years, I want to go towards the filmmaking route too. I want oh, to start yeah. making movies. That'd yeah. be dope, man. Well, you went from being a, a MC to producer, right? Um, time to go from being an actor to a director slash writer. Hell yeah, bro! Being a big movie buff, what's your favorite movie of all time? So this is extremely strange, but uh, it's a George A. Romero movie called Day of the Dead, mm, good and one. it's a uh, nineteen eighty five. Good one, bro. I know you're into horror movies. Uh, so that's your favorite horror movie of all time, then? That's my just my favorite personal movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a very nerdy pick. Yeah, but I I love it. Yeah, I love it wholeheartedly. There How did you that. get into so? I you seem like such an old soul and. Uh, 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 how did you have like an older uncle or older brother or someone? How did you get into such the older culture, like a eighties nineties? Cause like your style is, you know, that late nineties, early 2000 hip hop style and your movie right. choices from the mid to late eighties. How did you get into all this old culture stuff? So at first, um, my moms and pops, they had like Biggie and Nas and Tupac CDs laying around. And at first they were like, yeah, you know, we got to be careful listening to this. But then they saw that I was actually a pretty, a pretty good kid. And I was like, I kept to myself a lot. So they were like, OK, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you should, you'll be fine. So I had a lot of like those tapes laying around. But with the movies, like the earliest memory I have, I saw a training day when I was like five years old. Damn. And, and that was because my pops, uh, my pops was taking us to the movie theaters a lot. My mom's and my pops and. I, saw, I remember seeing Dawn of the Dead in theaters in 2004, mm -hmm. like just very early memories uh, uh, being a little bit passed down with the movies from my family. And then I had some cousins that were hip hop heads, too. So they would like feed me some MCs here and there like, yo, check this guy out. So uh, and then eventually I started putting a lot of more research myself when I hit like about seven, eight, nine years old. I just started computer surfing everything like full discographies uh, i started finding out who big daddy kane and rock kim and krs1 were i started finding out films all the way old like frankenstein and humphrey yeah. bogart films like right. shit no 10 year old was ever listening or watching at the time and like 2007 2006 ish around there you know yeah so um yeah but uh it, it was a lot of some of the knowledge and mcs and movies were passed down from family members and homies but I definitely put in at the same time a lot of my own research too, and checking out what's out there. Before we shy away from the whole movie situation, what's your favorite uh, non-Christmas Christmas movie? <laughs> what's that? Yeah, what's that? A non-Christmas? You know what I mean? Christmas like the ones movie. that the ones that aren't really Christmas movies, but they say they are. Like, like the, Die Hard. Like Die Hard. Batman. I was gonna say that was like the easiest one to say is probably Die Hard. Die Hard. But, yeah. Um, That's a cop out. It's a Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Gremlins has got to be up Gremlins there too, is hitter. right? Gremlins hitter. Gremlins hitter. 
Gremlins. Damn, that's a pretty yeah. That's a tough. I'm a, I'm stumped with that one right now. That's a tough one. That's are you a tough one. are you a guy that still frequents the movie theater, or is the movie theater dead and you're all about streaming now? No, I'm 100% in the theater, like probably seven times a month, it's maybe <laughs> five times a month. The yeah. theaters are alive again. They're, they're alive. Listen, they're they're alive the only again. way that you're a lot. the only way you're helping the theaters is if you're buying the popcorn and if you're buying the drinks because they're not getting paid off of that ticket. Our man sneaking in everything over I, here. Man, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> I'm buying it. You dropped Aphrodisiac, a little EP recently. Is just uh, is this like a part one to to a, a series or just a little little EP that you threw together? That one's uh that one was just a little drop for the supporters, but I do have a I have a bunch of EPs lined up and I have a lot ready to go. And I don't have the next release date in stone yet, but I'm aiming for the next EP around January, mm-hmm. maybe around like mid or, or mid or late January around there. So ninety seven uh, ninety seven yeah. machine, super dope uh, beat album too, bro. Are you constantly just creating? That's that's the goal. I'm, that's me. Like, uh, I don't. Sometimes I don't know how to chill because yeah. I don't know how to like have to have chill time because I'm always working on something. It's either like beats or verses or writing or mixing or um, uh, drawing or just. I always try to find my try to keep myself busy as much as I can. Yeah. And um, and uh, that's just what keeps me going. You know, bro. How how hard is how hard is it to put together the uh, the Afro and Friends the whole the big posse cut that you do that has like thirty artists on there, bro? How long does it take to put that together? It's honestly um, the first part the the first one uh, took me about I'm gonna say five or six months, and then this one I'm working on took a little bit less. I'm working on part two right now. Mm. And that one probably took me about three, maybe three months or so. And it's me, it's me putting everything together in the logic program. So I try to go step by step, one by one by one. So uh, if somebody gives me their verse and their video, I like to have it just like, okay, boom, boom, boom. So if I do everything all at once last minute, it gets overwhelming and it Mm -hmm. gets, you get, you get really anxious. So if you just take it, yo, boom, boom, all right, this guy got a verse, this guy got a verse, and then next thing you know, it's got to finish. I love a good posse cut, bro. I feel like it's a, a lost art, but I'll, see, I'll still see uh, some artists putting them on the albums, you know, which I love. Uh, I, yeah. I, like, I like seeing that kept alive. How do you find the artists that are put on to the posse cut? So the, the first one was just me um, going with – uh, it was a lot of close homies and just people that I've like, I personally reached out to mm. and it was, I was very handpicked with the first one. I caught, uh, MC Wicks on the first one, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, a super dope artist out of Fresno. So that was nice to see, you know, refreshing. He was on your guy. He was on your guys' show too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. We were lucky enough to be able to talk to him. He's a, he's a great, super great guy. Cool guy. We're really super lucky nice to talk to him. Yeah. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. Yeah. Who does, uh, who does all your album cover work for you? Like your your ain't nothing album, so sick. The drawing just it's edited so nice and just just all your just all your albums in, in general. Do you have like the same guy that you go to for like your graphic design, or are you somewhat putting all that together? So for the for the most part, I put them together. But that that ain't nothing one was done with the homie Icom. He's the producer, and he did all the album cover artwork for that specific album. Or he he got he reached out to his peoples for that artwork. It's sick, super but, sick. 
but like the 97 machine aphrodisiac and a couple of the recent singles that's all been me that's all been my artwork oh, that's nice that's, that's good artwork bro i like that I like simple that. one for stronger just you and the cam that song of these i mean, I mean you got a lot of sick oh, shit stronger, out yeah with nightmare yeah. yeah yeah you got a lot of sick shit out there so bro as we uh as we wind down here you uh did an album with uh, marco polo um was yeah. it afro polo i want to say uh super <laughs> super dope album how was that process like creating the album with him where the producers just, you know, taking care of all the production and you're just you're just writing and, and spitting the bars? Are the beats uh, were the beats already made beforehand and then you wrote to the beats or how was that album made? It was it was half and half. At first, we started make we started doing the email thing for the first two songs out of six songs for the first two. I would be in the crib in Cali and Marco would make the beat in Brooklyn. And then I would like send my ideas in the verses. But we finished the we finished off the project where me actually going to Brooklyn and uh, me spending time with Marco while he he makes the beats and I was we I would write uh, brainstorm the lyrics and he would be chopping up the samples and we started actually creating uh, the project the remainder of it together. What gave you the idea to put your head on the cat's body? Yeah, I like that. It was a psychopath. It was a psychopath fan. I was on um. I was on Facebook, and this one random ho- this uh, this homie he commented the picture, and I was like, "Yo, my dumbass is like that's that that's the cover. That has to be <laughs> it's sick. It's sick." And and I hit a Marco. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna say yeah. I, I don't. You know, it's just like it's it was so dumb to me, but I loved it. And I was like, Marco, you is this the cover? And he was like. It's absolutely the cover. So I was like, all right, dope. <laughs> We're on the same wave. Super sick, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I got one. This is going to be my last question, but I just wanted to – I was thinking I heard a couple uh, bars where you mentioned some wrestling holes, maybe a figure four leg lock. Do you have a favorite wrestler? Were you ever a fan, and who is your favorite wrestler? I, To be honest, like, I can't, I can't fake the funk. Like, I enjoyed wrestling, but I wouldn't call myself, like, a, a true wrestling head. Yeah. Like, I know I have homies that will, like, body me with wrestling knowledge. <laughs> like, like, 100%. But um, I really enjoyed Randy Savage, Ma- Macho Man Randy Savage. He's an old soul, oh, man. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy um, all those guys, man. Like, even Hulk in his time. Like, uh-huh. those, I think the, those personalities and those awesome dude they just kick ass did you like a uh, chris benoit <laughs> oh jesus i can't say that that's a that's a, that's a messed up one before we go man uh any advice that you have for young and upcoming artists or people that want to get into freestyling especially hey. artists that uh are, are starting young like you most definitely any oh. any up-and-coming <laughs> artists any advice yeah i would I would just say one of the main keys is to make sure um, you, you be be smart, play it smart in this industry. If you ever get some traction, if you ever get some buzz, or if you you know things start popping off for you, just and opportunities come your way, don't throw them away, and and be smart about them. be smart about the people around you, mm-hmm. and uh, some people that you really love or that you really care for aren't going to be there for you in the long run because they just see you as like a dollar sign or they see you as like an opportunity. So that was something I had to learn too. But uh, as far as the music and creativity, keep your creativity as close as you can. If you see contracts, be careful. 
Uh, be careful with the writing because they can trap you. That's just with pretty much any label if you're not safe enough. And um, yeah, man, with the music, like if you ever lose the passion or if there's ever a moment where you're like, yo, I'm not, you know, I love doing this, but I, I don't know if this is for me. Go back to that time where you started, where that love was there, where you're like, yo, I'm doing this shit because like for the for the art, for the love and for yeah. the study in it and to genuinely craft your art. So go back to that time where you gave a fuck, where you actually cared, you know, mm-hmm. and and that passion will come back. It's just sometimes that can, you know, I could be emceeing, producing, that can be all, anything in the music department. Sometimes this industry or whoever you can run into somebody and it could be dark and then the passion goes away. That's just how it is for a lot a lot of entertainers. It happens a lot. It does, yeah. That burnout. So, so if you ever come across that, don't lose don't give up. Don't lose any hope and just know that your creativity is gonna rain. It's gonna it's gonna do its work. And and the right people are gonna find you. Hell yeah. That, well, that's amazing advice. That's that is amazing advice. Thank you so much for holding it down and um you know, you're not younger anymore. You you've grown up, you're you're a young man and you're doing your thing and we really appreciate you for uh, holding it down and being a positive influence in the hip hop community, which is something that, you know, is a big deal for especially for the young influential f- fan. Almost oh, definitely. Hey, thank re- you. I appreciate it, man. That's nice words. And thank you. Real quick, Afro. Tomorrow's Turkey Day. Do you have a favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish or or anything that you're looking forward to eating? Pumpkin pie or oh, no? That- <laughs> Me, it's that mac and cheese, man. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait. I love can't that. wait. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> tell, us one, tell us one time how uh, the people that listen to this and how we as fans can support you. What's the best way to support you? Because I know now with the, the streaming services and stuff like that, it's tough. What's the best way that we can support you and your music? Uh, thank you for asking, bro. Um, I got Bandcamp. Uh, that's pretty direct with the support. Um, uh, Bandcamp, I would say... That's probably like if you want to purchase like the albums directly yeah. and it goes straight to the artist, I would say Bandcamp is probably the best bet. I love everything that. else. Everything else are pretty much used streaming services. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll we'll make sure that we put that a link to your Bandcamp and uh, do what we can to help out. And we appreciate you and we look forward to hearing new music and Always. seeing what you do. You got a a huge future ahead of you and we're going to be here to support you and back you the whole way and we look forward to seeing that and hopefully we can talk to you again in the future fuck yeah we appreciate that's you man that's what's up no I'll be back y'all I appreciate it y'all yeah. invite me back I'll be back oh Hell you yeah. know it that's that's already on so we, we'll, we'll get that in the works and once again thank you for joining us on Friday night Milk Crits and Microphones give it up for Afro oh, yeah thank y'all man appreciate hell yeah it, stay blessed thank brother y'all. we appreciate you peace peace bro peace peace All right, that right there was the one and the only Afro. And you go check him out. Go check out his YouTube, but go purchase his music at Bandcamp. Uh, that's A-F-R-O. All flows reach out. Um, somebody that, I, he's, like he said, he started super young. I know that video with uh, Gabby came out when he was like 17 or 18, so he's or 19 maybe, but just a young cat in the game. Super, super, like, uh, great comparison, but too. If you're going to compare yourself soul. to anybody, yeah, if you're going to compare to Gift, come on now, you sound fucking amazing. You guys together, and especially when he raps with Twista, it's the bar for bar, super, super fast rhymes. Like you said, there's not a bigger 
compliment than saying that you yeah. sound like gifted gab. You're in the hip hop scene. If someone tells you that, you're super hip hop. So I mean, when we were in high school, when ADG came out and the alphabet aerobic shit hit. He does everybody. his own. Everybody. I know. I know. And and I love that and version. That's awesome. It's not yeah. aerobics. It's alphabet something else. Algorithms. algorithms. The yep. al- alphabet algorithm, which is fucking well done. Alphabetic algorithm. I but, say. but like what Gifted Gab for us like was one of the wildest lyricists, word, wordsmiths, yeah, person that yeah. played with words more than anybody. And so to be compared to that man is just a huge compliment. And. Uh, make not only that, that, make you feel that way. Just but so he's also created his own path from there, like not just being stuck with RA or with that with that gift of gab comparison. He has mm-hmm. created his own path and his own, oh yeah, his own style, and he's encompassed this whole thing. And, and he's it's, keeping it's been that, that hip hop sound alive. Yeah, that's what I'm. T- that's and that's what I was very. That's why I kept saying he's, I'm grateful he's blazed for his own trail. You know what, Matt? I couldn't have said that's it better myself. Saying. That's what he's saying. I couldn't have said he's it better myself. He's blazing his own trail. I'm saying he's a trailblazer in his own right, for sure. Fucking A, to be and able I to hope do those things that young, to be yeah. able to be on a talk show, a movie, but to do music with Primo yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, R.A. and, yeah. and Gifted Gab, to do all that stuff at such a young age, yeah. that's trailblazing to its fullest. And you know what? We keep saying such a young age. You know, right. like, like your father. He's his father. He's a charming young man. <laughs> this he's a charming like young father man. over here. But I mean, in your teens, <laughs> to be old. doing that stuff at seventeen or eighteen years old, no, yeah, it's sure. insane. For but sure. when, you, when you look back at it, like, uh, yeah. like Pac and all those fools were coming up, and like uh, Snoop Dogg was like nineteen when fucking Doggy yeah. Style came out and shit, oh, whatever yeah. the fuck. Um, which was really should have been. And I was thinking about hip hop, but we won't talk about that right hey, now. And I was thinking about when Afro went on the Jimmy Fallon show. And he's going on a freestyle, and who's providing the beat? The Roots, bro. The, the Roots, yeah. the you're, roots having a, do it, yeah. you're having to spit about random shit on the spot, hella young, in front of a crowd on TV. And the Roots is kicking you know, the beat. And, and, and the Roots are kicking the beat. That's so sick, the yeah. fucking best hip hop uh, oh, yeah. groups of all time. Oh, yeah. which is crazy. You know, they like, know what to give you. They, they can look at you like we know what we got for this. The guy. man's an old soul. What can we say? He's an old soul. What do you got for us? Charming young man. Some beats is what he said. You want to do some beats? A charming young man. That's fine. You don't want to do beats? That's fine with me. We do some beats. Hey, put on a a Sunday Seance by Blockhead, please. Is that a instrumentals? Yeah, just put that one on. Is it just one? Before you start, let's put on a whole album of Blockhead. Okay. What album is that on? That's off uh, music by Cave Light. Before you go, I'm gonna take take a leak. Don't start it. Whoa! Don't tell the whole world. (laughs) You're gonna take. (laughs) Thank you uh, for letting us know. Um, Thanks for checking in. Hasta la vista, he'll be back. But uh, yeah, man. Blockhead, Afro, shout out to the both of you. Thank you for joining us on this uh, Milk's Giving. Yeah, we got lucky to be able to talk. Like I said, we don't do that often where we bring in two different artists. Mm. A lot of times because we don't want one to overlap or one to be out out done by the next, which would never happen. But I I think this was a good night to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And those were the right artists to Mm -hmm. do it with. Um, Two very... Humble and uh, giving individuals yeah. on this Thanksgiving, on we, this Milk's Giving. So we went um, coast to coast. We went uh, to the East Coast, and then we, we traveled the back over to the West, and yeah. uh, you can't you know, go came, wrong came back home to the West. That's right, motherfuckers. But yeah, I'm fucking pumped for Thanksgiving. Besides dessert, what's your? I mean, Afro's is mac and cheese. What's your favorite, dude? That is dish such a fucking underrated dish forward. right there. That okay. mac and cheese dish. That's a good one because it's not the one that you think of. As a Thanksgiving, I mean it mm. is, but it's it's more year roundish, right? Yeah, mac and cheese is a right. year round thing, right? True, but it's such a star of a fucking of the Thanksgiving dinner because everybody, mac and some cheese. people don't go for turkey, 
Some people yeah. don't go for ham. Mm. Not everybody they goes go for the cranberry. For the mac and the cheese. Everybody gets the mac and cheese. The deviled bro. eggs. I go with the deviled eggs. Your really? favorite That's the yours? deviled eggs. Deviled like eggs it. are amazing. His cheat shows an appetizer. I'm, I'm gonna say right now, mine mine are the mashed taters with the gravy. Oh, yeah. those are great. Oh, mashed taters with the gravy. I love mashed a good potatoes. stuffing. I love a good stuffing. I like taking the roll. I put the mashed potatoes in the roll and a little piece of turkey and a little sandwich, and I eat it. That's I what like you do style. the next day. That's when you get the leftovers. So the are you, you're not a stuffing guy? I'm a big I'm, stuffing I'm, guy. I mean, if they're stuffing, I'll put that in that fucking roll, too. Are you stuffing guy? No, it uh, depends on like who stuffing. stuffing it is. <laughs> That's true. I'm giving you the stuffing. I don't like stovetop <laughs> necessarily. No, no, I like that homemade. My mom makes the real stuffing. You guys get cranberry? No. I like cranberry. Get it I, out of no, here. Not the can. Get it not out of the here. one that yeah. looks Get like a fucking here. can. Not a can. Don't cranberry. you ever come to my house? You got cranberry? Just take me and do me a favor. Just <laughs> put sick. it right here in the trash. Sick, for what'd me. you bring? I brought cranberry. <laughs> Just go ahead, do me a favor. Put that right. Th- the trash is right there. What about? You, come on in. You like but the trash is right there. You like cranberry juice? Um, depends. Never mix it with vodka? In my drinks. In my drinks, yes. But so, I'm not going out of my way to just go, let me eat a glass underrated of cranberry juice. Underrated juice. Underrated juice. The cranberry? No? Yeah, come on nah, now. No. Cranberry no. cocktail? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll have cr- one. I'll have one, but I don't want one. This man Apple did cran? one of the wildest things I've ever seen cran at Apple? the um, at, at uh, Indie Fest when we did the live show. This man got a cran and whiskey. No, I got a, I got a, I got a. Uh, no, it was cranberry whiskey. I think no, it was, it was whiskey sprite. Was no, it was whiskey. That's, cran. that's well, why I was like, cran, yeah, what maybe, the fuck maybe. is that? And then I tasted it. I was like, it's pretty good. It was refreshing. <laughs> it was very refreshing. Cran whiskey. Cran whiskey. Dude. Call it the cran whiskey. Whiskey berry. Um, gosh damn it, that's what you mentioned. That uh, deviled eggs was your favorite appetizer. Love that's it. not a. That's not part of the meal. That's an oh, appetizer. Part of the meal. What's I'll... your favorite appetizer? Mm. Apps. 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 At, okay. at thanks. Upset thanks. Upset thanks. Uh, my uh, lady makes mm. these charcuterie board pie things. Charcuterie board, like, but they have cranberry. Oh, yeah, charcuterie board with the little hams and little cheeses. Yeah, and all and that. Oh, crackers! I like that. Ooh, but char- I also like when you got the pot going. You got like a little like a side pot going a over pot here of weed. No, no, like the <laughs> side pot of marijuana. Like a like a like a what do they call that? Uh, uh, like cooks for you. It's a little you just set it and forget it. Like a little 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 like a little thingy. You know that heats the food. Mm-hmm. Meatballs and weenies in there. Ooh, yes. You got meatballs and weenies like sitting on I the like heat. That. Little get weenies. A little couple fucking, get a couple toothpicks in yeah. there. Bam, 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 like bam, 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 bam. You have a couple of drinks with you. Bam, bam, bam. You drink, go drink, you drinky. Bam, yeah, bam, yeah. bam. Those Vienna yeah, sausages? You yeah. like them Vienna the sausages? So we get, I get uh, in the sausage. Crock pot. In the crock pot. Um, sausage with the little things and dip them in like the hot mustard and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, fuck these, yeah. We're talking, we're talking. We're talking good deals here. We're talking, talking cream of the crop. You got a hand of whiskey and Sprite over here. You got a fucking meatball and a hot dog on the right-hand side. And you're in the zone. It's a beautiful thing. Matt already knows what's up. Here we go. We're getting into this. Shout out uh, fucking freestyle, 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 freestyle Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, freestyle Wednesday. When you see what, it, is it a, Wednesday, a wicked Wednesday? We had one for it because we've done Wednesday shows. But I don't. Uh, oh no! Wild style Wednesday. Wild style. Wicked wild style. No, it's Wednesday. just wild style Wednesday. Wicked wicked wild style Wednesday. Wicked wild style Wednesday. That works perfect. When you see a celebrity get a wicked wicked wicked. When you see a celebrity get a wicked wild style. Get a wicked 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 wicked. Get a DUI or something like that. It really humanizes them. You know, it's like you make them relatable. You think, yeah, exactly. You think a celebrity. No, why it makes it relatable to you? Wicked 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 wicked. Wicked Wednesday. Wicked, I don't find it relatable. I don't find because I, I don't have one of those. I don't have one of those. Well, no, no. I'm saying really, I'm a good guy. It really humanizes I'm the a good person guy. because 
I don't know Hold those on. guys. <laughs> you think they're untouchable. I don't know those guys. You think guys. they're untouchable. And then, you, then, they, get, then they get arrested. Man. Did uh, old boy uh, Busey get uh, in trouble for that whole thing? Oh, episode? wait a second. Scott Free. Let's not go off. I don't want to. I she couldn't prove that he crashed crazy. into her car. She yeah, I knew it. it. I knew it. And so Busey <laughs> got away. Scott Free, good lawyer. <laughs> no, Look you it can't up. Prove it. Look it up. You, you Busey could, got away. You know why? You only see the after good video, lawyers. and she's like yelling at him yep. for it. But he's like, I didn't do it. What are you doing? No, no, he no. He co- never admits to fault. <laughs> he has his coffee. Nothing. He hops in. Never, he has, you he never admit to fault. You stick to your guns, and you get a lawyer, and then all of a sudden, your brakes went out, and now you're suing Midas. Now you're suing Midas. <laughs> After you're done suing Midas, then all of a sudden you're suing the tire company because the tire slid. And now you're Busey, baby. Now there you're you Busey, baby. You're back on top. You're Gary, back on so top. Gary Busey, untouchable? Speaking untouchable. Of, speak, no, he's very touchable. That He's right, He's on his way out. He's, he's on a deathbed. I guarantee he's woke deathbed. up. I guarantee he's Don't woke up in that bed, about Busey. Drunk with a pack of cigarettes and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And I guarantee he's woke up and saw the Grim Reaper sitting in his doorway. I'm going to give a shout one out. Foot on, Buse. One foot on the banana peel, one foot in the graveyard. Is that what you're saying? Christ, uh, I'm speaking of, I'm giving a shout out to the abuse man, but uh, you shouldn't be uh, crashing and taking off. Yeah, you should so, be drinking and driving, or or drinking. And How do you, you don't even know if he, if he was truly innocent. You're just going off what you've seen. That's true. That's true. But, but you're a okay. real piece of work. Well, you don't even believe my yeah. boy Buse. You don't, you don't trust I, the fucking American trust court I'm system. American I'm not abuse? saying he did it. I'm saying you shouldn't do it. If if Wait he did, you shouldn't do so it. Are you are you against Busey on no this one? No drinking and driving. No hitting people and Who? taking off. None of that. You know why? I'm not for he it. doesn't trust the American court system. I'm not for it. Busey's a champ, man. He's out free. He's living you, life. You he, mentioned it real quick earlier, or just a short, shortly ago. Yeah. Snoop Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album. Okay, yeah. just hit, just hit a 30 year anniversary. Yes. I was gonna do it tonight. Is but. this is this the most? Well, this Snoop or His other, best album. other people? Snoop's other people have album. said the most, uh, the biggest debut of any artist. The biggest? Nope, I have it locked. The biggest yeah, debut. There might be someone here for the goddamn door. dinner. I'm tripping. Thanksgiving dinner. But Snoop Dogg, the is Doggy Style the most, uh, the best debut album, I guess, commercially, for uh, a rapper, an artist. I would say that it's probably the most uh, truly taken in is liked right off the bat. Let's compare it to the Chronic real quick. Oh, Chronic's not as good as Doggy Style. Exactly, and this is Dr. Dre, his own album, the man that produced Doggy Style, I right? Think he, I think he knows to make Snoop better than his own stuff. You think so? I think so, because Why I think he's going to try different things on him that might not he try on himself. At that point, though, Dre's trying to be a rapper, not only a producer, he's trying to be a big-time rapper, which he, he still is, technically, right? But... uh you think don't, he's don't trying to have? Go? You think he's trying to have Snoop overshadow him at that point? No, I think that being he's, the leader of Death Row. I think that he's trying. Maybe to, artist like, first. Like or? he just wants to put the artist first. Like I said, maybe, maybe he's trying different beats that he wouldn't try regularly on himself because he thinks that he can. You know, if it works out, then he can go that route. Yeah. So I feel like honestly, on Doggy Style, it's so internationally loved. That's ninety three. Like my mom loves the album. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom truly loves the album. I love the. You album. know I would shower. Uh, I would shower put, for an hour and put on doggy style. I don't know why. I don't know why I would shower for an hour. I don't know you why. Know I don't know why. There. You know what you were doing. <laughs> You knew you got the you got the soaps out. He's, he's having a good music playing doggy style. Ain't no fun. You're beating off the doggy style. Beating off the doggy style. Yeah. 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 doggy style. I don't know why I would shower for like an hour, but I put on that album like daily, and I would just bump the whole fucking thing. He's doing Johnny style. He's doing Johnny doggy style. style. Ninety three. How'd you hear that? That's what put porn on, <laughs> mute it, and then listens to doggy style on headphones. He's a sick <laughs> son of a bitch. No. Here's I'm the, the, the no, piss video. The piss sound. I would Every never, time. I would never. But Doggy Style for a debut album for a rapper, 
I best. mean, it's pretty hard hitting. One of the best. Coming out the gate, I would say. Well, right. Who else has a run It's got to be one of the best. Mm. Mm. Mrs. B-Sig just dropped off a pizza and knocked on the door of the studio. And Matt looks at me and goes, I go, someone's on this knocking on the door. And he looks was, at me. I was like, don't do it, dude. It's scary. <laughs> he goes, don't he got nine, it's 9 o'clock at night. The only bad things happen right now in scary My movies. man says, don't open the door. <laughs> you want to make Matt relatable to people? Matt looked at me with the scariest face and goes, don't open don't it. Open and for a door. second, it scared me. And then I was I like. I was nervous. I was startling. I'm just going to say you're not opening the door. I was nervous. I was nervous, man. Can what I, are we doing? Can I, I, can I tell you real quick? About one thing I stumbled upon recently. Yes, okay, sir. listen to this real quick. <laughs> real, real quick. Yes, sir. Listen to this though. Turner and Hooch. All right. Oh, love it. The guy Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Yep. What's I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, he's in both. Okay. Yep. He's a cop. Who's the bad guy in Turner and Hooch? Who's the villain that he that they all meet? Wait a minute. Wait. 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 wait, wait. Stop. 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 Turner and Hooch. He's uh they, 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 the yelled man yells yeah. in the beginning. He gets they killed. go silence they, old they man. Shake, they they, go they the kill old him. Man. Okay. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks goes over. To go investigate the crime, uh, he goes. The dog is the only eyewitness to the crime, but we have nowhere the <laughs> okay. dog's gonna go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. So he brings the dog home. Yada, you know, yada, you're yada. like me, man. You know, the dog. Like, can I just say something? I think I've brought this up on the podcast, yeah. but uh, something that I've, I've, I've noticed that is a pandemic in the world yeah. for older men. <laughs> I gotta play it. Over. We watch movies, yeah, re- oh, the beginning. but we yeah. only watch the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Because we fall asleep. I'm done. I'm asleep. See, like. I, yeah. You know how much many times I've seen the first forty-five yeah. to an hour of movies, Great but I can't remember the, the last time I've seen the end sure. of the movie. For sure, and I'm I'm starting to experience that more. I was gonna, a, wait, who's the bad guy? Wait, Sorry, I don't he, know. And who it is. He goes to the fish. Okay, they go and they find You're out they're the first doing thirty the drugs. minutes. Yeah, he's nice at first. They, no, yeah. He looks like a good guy. They find out they're going to do the drug thing. He's like, "Hey, I'm," uh, and it's Coach. <laughs> you know what the guy's name is? It's Coach, though, right? Mister Boyette. But it's Coach. No. It's Miller Boyette. No, it's not. And you know what happens three months later after Miller, Turner and Hooch? What? Family Matters comes out. First episode, episode what, one. What do you mean it's Miller Boyette? Carl Winslow is a police officer again. It's a spinoff of Turner and Hooch. No, it's not. No, it, it, it's, no Turner this, No, don't listen to the, the other No, it's the about other Harriet. It's fake. about Harriet. No. The elevator Harriet, girl. Yeah. It's I about told Harriet. you this. We've already it done it all up. This it is. is the true spinoff. That they, want, they want you to think that. The true spinoff is Turner and Hooch, <laughs> Carl Winslow, <laughs> and Mr. He's Miller not. Boyette. The bad evil you know villain. Okay, is it Coach though? It's Coach though, right? Yum. Yeah, no, we can also say the spinoff it, is, is fucking. It's a spinoff from fucking. Uh, uh, well, Die Hard. Die Hard One. Family Matters is a spinoff from Die Hard it One because he's the fucking he's in it too. Because he's, he's in there with him. It's his partner. But he got transferred from L.A. to Chicago. You know what the scariest spinoff is though? With the hang with Mr. Cooper and he takes over the house, like you said. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that I was seen that. That's hell scary. That's, crazy. That's, crazy. That's, That's the scary, same dude. house, and then they fucking crossed over with what was it? Growing pains. Yeah, scary shit. And they dude. fucking actually traded houses. Yeah. They're like, okay, it's yours now. That's weird. If you think about it, it's it's actually scary. I wouldn't want to watch that. No, like you just kind of put yourself in that situation. Like, say, like it is real. I told you. That, and you didn't like believe a, me, Hoss. No, like, no, I know, but like, say it is real. It's not like a TV show anymore, and it's like a real life. And like, we're like, hey, let's just switch places now. Like, you did wasn't it right that now. House in something else too, though. Yeah, yeah, but like, think about if you did oh, it right now. It was in Scream, wasn't it? Mm, was it? I oh no, 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 Hocus Pocus. Yeah. No, uh-huh. the Hocus Pocus house was also in Scream. The one at the Hocus Pocus house is in Scream Maybe too. Maybe that was the one. I don't know. Who cares? Hocus Pocus. Let's move on past that. Yeah, Hocus Pocus sucks. Yeah. You suck. That's, that's what I got to say. That, that movie's not that. too good. And that forget was, about I heard part that was two. Afro's favorite scary movie. No, no, that wasn't Afro's scary movie, bro. No, his, so, he had a way better. If you were listening, it was the Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead from 1985. The old school yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The first. That's the first zombie movie, right? 
Am I, if one I'm not mistaken, uh, David Dead's that? amazing. It goes in black and white, and then you can see it again George retouched Romero? up in yeah. the fucking in color. And that's, it's amazing. That's the first uh, zombie movie. And then the go, the black guy goes, "You guys need to come out of the basement." All right. And then homie goes, "No, I need to." We have a here. we have a task Killing ahead of it. us right now. What's it's that? time for song picks of the song motherfucking week. Song picks. I gotta go. What do we do? What do we do? We have Blockhead. We have Afro. What do we do? Do I think we, we do, do a little bit of this and a little bit of do that? Do we do four That's song picks do? and only hear pieces of it? No, you do. Yeah, do two songs. No, no, no. no and no, we no. hear the whole no, things. No, no, no. I pick. I'll pick a block. Kick it beat. off with jazz hands, Aesop Rock, uh, Blockhead beat, please. And then uh, I think we'll sprinkle a little bit uh, more as we go. So what are, you, are we doing? We're doing a little bit of everything. Okay, it's, so it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's the, the first, holidays. It's the a, first round, round we're going Blockhead. First shot. round, Blockhead and Sig's Blockhead song of the week is Jazz Hands. Jazz Hands. Hell yeah. Wiki, 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 wiki. What? Wiki, 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 wiki. Wiki, 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 wiki Wednesday. Wicked Wild Style Wednesday. Wicked Wicked Wild Style. Wild Style. Wild Style. Wild Style Wednesday. All right, with our song picks of the week, Aesop Rock, Blockhead, Jazz Hands. Dear motherfuckers, I'm teetering if you must know. Wolf at the door like a bug to the fructose. Niece on the phone saying Ian, you should visit more. We could build forts while the pigs court civil war. Miss you, miss you more. See you on the far side. Scuffed shoes, couple new scars in the archive. I'm not here to pull scarves out. Here to pick tumblers underwater with his arms bound. From in chains to the heart of where art thou. I'm out there down the throat, grab and let a guard tower. Down a spray piss on a cop car. It's rage in the form of Renaissance art. Can't treat it like a job at the stockyard. And feign shock when they turn a block to a pockmark. Stock parts knocking on mock one a camp low. Amped up, eyes glowing unknown pantones. Drive till it feels like a van go. Lest I cheat a Misa Manalope. Partly cloudy, palpable panic in the troposphere. Wake a giant poker bear. We don't do smoking mirrors. We do do a med kit and spare clothes. Leave a motherfucker nowhere close. New superpower that I picked up in a frenzy. I could draw a roof on fire from memory. Each and every sketch, another bloodletting. In the wake of escalation and excessive rubbernecking. Rising to that beat had to be so hard. Oh, yeah. Stroke Gotta be. Smoke, no life, no I thought about that today when I heard swim. this. Like Ring around the king of pain. Bring a seat him in a venue. Either see the vision or dinner with demolition men. Boom. Flame to the fuse to the barrel. I step into the room, split an arrow with an arrow. The first trick shot is just to show him that I dabble. I will not be aiming for the apple. Lately, I treat every interaction as a living wake. Thanking people close to me before the photo pixelate. New day, folk down, I play the game different. Changed and going from being chased to playing chicken. Get your whole roadmap, Pac-Man. Black mask, snack on whatever's in the dash cam. It's not an ad hashtag or a tap dance. Patsy, the revolution will not have jazz hands. I know you're really gonna matter to the heart and mind That shit that make you park the car and scream into the dark at night Some days I wanna build a rocket to the Carmen line 1098, keep your head and arms inside, yeah Let it rock I let it rock I think only Aesop Rock can write to that beat. Bro. Yeah, that I beat's mean, who else could? Fuck. That's shit. That's hard. It's like a long, withdrawn ass beat. It's like hard to get on that. He got on that perfectly. 
let it beat, let it break, let it cook, and then he just kind of dropped it off. It's amazing. I bet that's one of the ones that uh, block it. It was like, I don't think he's going to pick this to spit over. Yeah, you're probably exactly right. Woo! And that's like the one that everyone's loving off the album the most, I think. Oh, yeah. that's The whole album's fucking good. Yeah. It's a fire album. That was Blockhead and Aesop Rock off of... Garbology. Garbology, which does My favorite, though, off the album is Wolf Piss, though, for sure. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to go with... We're going to go off of Float, which was the first album. Oh, one yeah. of Aesop Rock's... That was his first studio album. First official studio album. Um... And I'm going to go with the song. I looked because I wanted to make sure that it was a song that was produced by Blockhead. Blockhead. Because yeah. he produced a lot of that. But Aesop Rock produced yeah. four or five tracks on mm-hmm. that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a song featuring an MCMP alumni. Hell yeah. So I like let's that. take a listen to it. It's a song Ooh, off yeah. of Float <laughs> called Drawbridge. This is a Are good you one. over and wow. I, this was, like I was telling, like I said, during the interview, Float was the first Aesop Rock album that I bought. I bought it in, I think, 2002. I'd already heard Daylight, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, Labor Days had just been released. Yeah. And so I went, and this was an album that was at Amoeba, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, shit. It had Slug and this guy, Dose One, Daylight's on it. so sick, and so, That album's uh, awesome. I got Float, and not knowing what I was getting into, and mm-hmm. that that was my first introduction, like a full introduction to Aesop Rock yeah. and Blockhead Yeah, by, it, me, by means of Aesop. And this is such a good track, uh, too. Old yeah. school. <laughs> so this is Aesop Rock featuring Dose One called Drawbridge. This beat, man. Just that... that. Old Egyptian that old, produced. No, it feels like an Asian, old, old, old uh, Asian. Produced by uh, the one and only. Yeah, or like an old Asian style, I guess. Yeah. Blockhead. Old Bruce Lee type of music while you're floating by the water in a ship. All around the middle, and it goes a little something like this. Walking a broken soul, pedigree incessant. Got the funny frame, the zealous enveloped inside the belly of the flame. Cut throats the result of Pope jokes, soaked in poacher constants, and not a jewel of its cold wanted prominent honor. I bought a silkworms, but I broke it like Stortacus, so your first part of stitch. Joy damage, mammoth, brigade, and cape, and nurse the tantrum with a fantasy chaser. I keep the spare wings strapped to my fuses, case the hack and snatch the plumage. So you mean these things are worth money, not drifting off? This is the who you call it. Oh, it'll be soon. Balloon immune at doom blend. I ain't ditching the kitchen till every spoon bends. A glance along tomorrow, sorry, looking like a hopeless was the rain dance. My little flint never dreamed would flood a photo. See, I said it sounds nothing but a sake of contemporary taste. Contemporary taste made my lip drop in the first place. You wanna be a czar, write a last fall in heroics, recognize fruit of the worship, search and holy. Put the fun in this fight. Chronicle sun combustible, donkey punch a pinholes in a comfortable sank conjunctionals for good. Good man comes, slob a gob to the dirt while I nurse a single application of introvert serpentine. The sunset without a scraper, red and then plastic bag, nor sump around his head. Six, 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 ceiling of peak. There's sickness like this in the roofer's eyes and his alone. And nothing terrible happened. This is a peak, though. Definitely. 
I mean, uh, subjectively, obviously. Yeah, yeah. This is some good dose, I will say. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> no, subjectively, which means that's what I feel. Watch the break, too. Watch it. So long ago, too. Man, that beat. Woo! Actually, a time machine song. Another time machine song. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, that was my second uh, one to play. Yeah, if I didn't crazy. play jazz, that, that shit smells crazy. Woo! It's good. It's good. And so this, long. How this does it? What good. does it do? What does it do over here? Just the beat. Yeah, I think it just keeps kicking. All right. Let me get uh, one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, hold, let me get one. Hold of on. Is that boys. is that the album? I forgot to mention it to block it. Awesome about it. Is that the one that was on the other side of the Eminem cassette tape? Was, was it Float? I don't think it was. I think it was one of the EPs that he was talking about. Appleseed? Yeah, I think okay. it was one of those. Maybe Appleseed. Okay. May, it might have been Float. I don't know. <laughs> Float was the first album, like I said, That's that, like that I heard a lot of Aesop. I only had heard a little bit of Aesop, and then I got Float. I don't think – I think uh, Labor Days came out in 2002. This came out earlier. I think this came out hmm. in 2000 or 2001. I'm not sure about numbers. I'm not good at numbers. I was young. And I bought it. I was 15. Labor Days was 01. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I didn't. Okay. I didn't realize. So it was Float that was even in the 90s, maybe. Float might have been 99. Let's see. 2000. 2000. Yeah, okay. okay. So. 2000. Yeah, that makes sense. That that kind of lines up with the timeline. It might have been Float. <clears throat> but um, Crazy. this was yeah, and and one of the main reasons I bought it was because Slug was on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that song was that. That's an incredible song. Also produced by Blockhead. But sorry. Okay, we're what moving you got? on. What you, we're what moving you, on. Wiki, 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 wiki. Wiki what wild you got? style Wednesday. What you got? Let me get uh, Insomniac Olympics. Oh yes, that's a good one, bro. Another uh, music by Cave Light track. I think this is number one. And this is a timeless track too, man. Just the instrumental, bro. I will say this is so dope. Oh, is it going to be hard for us not to rap to it? If this is not no, on a, sick as fuck. Dude. If this is not on a skating video already, it should be. You know, uh, like it's a, sick as fuck. A, a rollerblade section, bro. Some skating, fucking doing some little vents, badass tricks. You know this, what to this do? Should be on there. You're up. Oh, that's super sick. Bro, this is the album I have. This was the album that I had then. Nice. Yeah, I had it too. This is a classic. Bro. This was the one that was in Big Red that we fucking were rapping to. 
picked out other beat off of that. I don't know. Over this. I don't know. This is way easier to rap to. I would never do that because I would destroy <laughs> this. You know, I don't want to ruin yeah. the reputation that I have with the good man. And fucking carnivores unite. Yeah, that was good too. Or Maybe. even, or even you got maleism, or um, was that a male maelstrom? You got Mael- maelstrom. maelstrom. That yeah. one's sick. I'd have to hear more off of this, but this might not be it. But that sample this sounded so. Ooh, that this album sick as well, fuck. Listen, listen to the. It kicks in right here. It, it gets dope. It gets hella good right here. But this oh, is why. Oh, I, this is why I didn't pick it. But this is fucking. Woo, man, this beat right here. It's sick as fuck. Hell yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, no killing mamas to this. Uh, no, just, to this, this one. all love. Unless you're a psychopath. It's all love, baby. It's all love. Now we're in for a one. This is a ride. It's a five minute ride. It's a good one. It's a good one. I enjoy it. Great song. Go ahead, spin, spin, spin. Can't we can't? We can't no disrespect. No disrespect. Song good. It's can't do it. Don't day. do it. Don't disrespect it. Don't disrespect no. it. Let John get. No, tell him, John, no disrespect. No disrespect. Let the man collect. <laughs> Don't you do it. He's making the bees. And Don't you, can you do it. He just wants you to eat. Go ahead and unleash the bees. Can't do it. I won't even try to pursue it. <laughs> You've already found the truth then. Go ahead and make a move. You're only human. Only humans what you want to think. But when I grab this microphone, I might drip like a sink. I mean, I'm dripping you my trait facts. I'm not worried about what's going on. I'm worried about how you could react. Stop for a second and then I attack. I've already unleashed this plan up, so don't you be acting like you don't know what's going on. Stop till I get this microphone until we straight rip until it's rip gone. It sounds gone. But then if I take a shot, you might be greeking and leaking. Green fluids like a robot. Oh, it takes a slow talk. Well, maybe this is just me trying to find a way to not be so lost inside of my thoughts, and I don't like Yo, it. My lighter has a picture of a cat. Whoa. He has a pineapple for a funny hat. It's uh, kind of crazy. I light this to fucking light the joint. It's yo. all good, man. I'm trying to anoint And before thoughts. you light it, the cat says, hold this pineapple. Well, he pulls the pin and laughs at you like an asshole. Woo! Asshole. Asshole. Shout out to Low Key, and you know me, homie. Now that you disrespected the beat, you should probably just take it a seat. When I'm on this microphone, everybody will be spitting heat. I do this all day till we get done and it's over. Grab the shovel out and they bury me a clover. No Even love. when he tells me to shut up, he still has to spit love. Because he knows he's got to get on and you know you got to get up. I give a fuck if you don't, but I know where you won't go. I give you everything you can whenever we got to spit a dope flow. You don't got no time to relax. And all I want to do is kick back and spit raps. So when I hear a beat, you know I got to eat. Go ahead and unleash that motherfucking beat. Shout out to Block to the Head. The words that I just spit, the things I just said. I got a book, but I've already read it. You sitting back chilling, I've already said it. Play said a game it. like Atari, I just want to say sorry. You said he already said it. It's like Michael Fagoni eating spaghetti. I'm not ready to do this until you're straight to kill it. Playing a flute like you fucking didn't really feel this. Sit up front and I give you the secret passage. People think they're fucking good, but on this bike they eat a sandwich. I guess they cold with it. They ain't getting it. I do this all day. You ain't hitting it. I'm not stopped because I'll throw you a fastball. Think you're fucking good, but on this microphone you cash, y'all. You cash, y'all. God damn it. I just want to make sure that I can hit your fastball. Fuck it. I wrap my ass off. 
Just to make sure that you know that I ain't no slap dick. I grab shit and make it real. And I make sure that I got no time to kill. I make sure that you know I climb every mountain and I'll never play an instrument like Dre 3000. Razor blades. Cause I'm not amazing. Cause razor razor blades. blades are amazing and I need some razor so blades. So you, you, you gonna go ahead and try one of those beats off that album? Woo. No, we're done with rapping. <laughs> no, 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 I don't wanna rap. You should just give it a listen. I okay. actually think it's amazing. That yeah. was our blockhead yeah. session. That's the whole, now, man, that's the whole... Uh, we go to the Afro ooh, session. Oh, Afro. I forgot about that for a second. Afro almost. of the motherfucking... Wait, give me a code eight, number 829, yeah. please. Okay. In it. Okay. Yes, Sigo. I like you it, man. Uncle Sig Nerdy Bastard. Yeah. Here we go. Afro with code 829. Yes, sir. Sigo. Man, this beat is a... Uh, it's a tribute to Wu-Tang. A slow another, the over enemy, torture, let it be sober, any trending, ready, Lebanese quarter. Send a friend request to the nearest horror location. The form of more basis, the overdoor statement. Horror core placement, sure scorns the lights off, the mics off. Pouring more cider to your eye socket. Fourth chamber, save a more and more danger. Angered force, more lady born, poor torn, made it sure. Major new lady bitch named Lord of Shaver. Lady dame, but it take a straight raises to shaver. Nasty jungle. And she's Abernathy's cousin. Now Abernathy had given Afro the tongue in. And Abernathy had asshole fungus. That is not a laughing matter. Ass full of yucky mess. Something says Jam Master J. Spray turntable. Earn wages. Stabbed half a pay trade. And learn stable. Mine. Two plus two. Ah. Flashing lights run past on the cash on its nap some dumb monkey run it fast obliterated obliterated admitted a thing again about the pages disintegrated admitted a saber changing the pace banging the base Alex Nadura Vader's a race raping the waste of the check up the making of taking shape in the game of the in the terror the prayer recited aiming to be shaking James in the mirror you were sad few short stands black and white like Heyman and his New York hat singing and swinging a song like B York vocal C York over at East Treaty C short drowning sounding it louder a slide you with hand powder from chowder devouring the hour with towers of powers allowing the coward to and how are you clowning the grab of a battle the battle of a battle scout and now I am out of it I'm sour with Jack Bauer and tax out impact mix match dick smack the powder blind toxic headphones over his ears over his fears forming syllables colder than beer frozen over a year show with a tear freestyle now you know what I am be rocking it post reaction full souls toes to fasten the blows fasten the toes to fasten explode the fasten with toes bashing listen when I get the pedicure manicure niggas ought to know because I'm sanitary or manitated with Canada fan of man at the Canada the Canada always to do damage about your front door now you Dude, this I'm might be one of the dopest independent videos that is fire. Tell me that's not fire. So, I mean, Bro. the music video, I should have put Art. it up so everyone could have yeah, saw it. I don't it. know why you didn't do Please it. Please go look up. Um, it's on RA, the Rugged Man's TV on YouTube. Uh, Afro code 829. That music video is so well done and it's so flawless and seamless. Yeah. Doesn't look real. It's, I mean, you know, for an independent artist, I know, I mean, RA's got a good label behind them and everything, but yeah. like, for just the level that they're at to be able to produce something that that's that that's create that creative and yeah actually not just create it in their minds but be able to create it yeah visually, visually put it out is when, amazing when you're able bro. to put out what you're thinking and get that out there and people can actually transfer right. it like it's it's that's amazing crazy this was it's his crazy. first uh his 
first official music video. I think it's yeah. like debut right there. Boom. Can so, I get a Can I get Hold Up featuring Twista and Diamond D? Woohoo! That's a good one too. It's a good one. It's just bar for bar, rhyme for rhyme, penmanship yeah. to the fullest. Hold Man. Up, Diamond D, and Twista. And I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I like I like seeing Afro go bar to bar with Twista. It's a killer. It's a killer. It's a killer. Turn it up, yeah, and got it turned up any, enough. You can turn up, oh, you gotta turn up a little more. Hold up. Flow in a particular mind, the flow ridiculous, so inconspicuous, I do it with the pride, and them foes pretending that hold the vision is cold, but killing, but won't listen when I'm shooting with the rhyme, with the heaviest weapon, the villain, artillery stock, and I step in to settle the deal like a general with the metal, either I'm ready to prove that even at my level that the fellow flowing skills are incredibly sharp. Meant to be the head, dog, call the own, beat them dead, feed them lead, speak the best audio flow, you don't know how to party within your article home, it gotta be your body the way that my cardio go. Giving a dominant rhyme and living a life, the nigga that got a grip, give me a minute to rock it and I'm gonna give it a little throttle quick. They're not ready to believe it when I body the beat, the chop of the beast. I gotta be the one that came to demolish it. Walking hot streets, niggas hate they moderate. I'm on top of my peak and niggas take it for mockery. Rock shop, I speak and I slay these ladies. Pop lock to the beat like the 80s babies. I demonstrate it, I say I never hesitated when my shit dope. Regulated, elevated, sedated, I meditated. Nigga that never separated. Nigga the fundamental, but I get him a nigga to know the formula to spit quotes. Get my nigga to understand it, running mad. Niggas stun the sand, damn where they spotted, bro. Niggas are up and doing enough of damage. Running with the rugged man, and we on top of the globe. Call the nigga Amitri the way that I can lay it down. And I get to spit it, dumb killer It's a lyrical odyssey the way that I get to run it off the mouth Like Mr. Tongue Twister. Nothing but big bucks in my billfold So you know I gotta keep a couple L's roll When the spot gets lit, stepping to me for a hit You can miss me with that, tell him hell no Pack up off, you too close, my guy I'm stoned, you be doing the motion, I slide I was trying to kick it, but if I keep sipping liquor I'ma turn this motherfucking rap show to a Big bucks in my billfold So you know I gotta keep a couple L's roll When the spot gets lit, stepping to me for a hit You can miss me with that, tell him hell no Pack up off, you too close, my guy I'm stoned you be doing the most, you not sly. I was trying to kick it, but if I keep sipping liquor, I'ma turn this motherfucking rap shoulder up. Hold up. Locomotion when I get up in the race. I was itching to get up in the place so I could spit in your face. I was searching for a beat like Diamond D. I was downstairs digging in the crates. Hold up. And the macular nigga from the East Coast. In front of me, West just creeping, so let's just peep it. Twist on the beat by the producer for the video for best kept secret. Hold up. Even make a lion fear when I am near pioneers. or something when I appear on the track with a veteran. It be something like medicine and the shit be so potent. It be giving them diarrhea. Hold up. Every bit of it coming about you wanna be popping it Like a DJ, my partners will be so intricate You live in a rhythm when I'm spitting The flow will be into me Cause I how I rap, I be counting my Benjamins Hold up Make you feel a fist of fury If it's the jury, I got a face For violence when I bust, I be rhyming in my cup When the prosecutor asked me why Cause I was fucking with a diamond in the rough Hold up Lyrical Tula, be the Ruger when I do you I make you disappear like a Bermuda Especially if I blew the Buddha Because I how I do when I do you And if you talk a shit, I go and get the Ruger Hold up Never give it empathy or sympathy energy Wanna be killing my enemy Cause I never pretend to be Somebody that be scared of war When I make a metaphor out of a simile Hold up Check out the flow and the rap a little fast I come at harder plus I'm gon' surf It's what you get from a natural disaster And the hardest substance on earth Big bucks in my billfold So you know I gotta keep a couple L's roll When the spot gets lit Stepping to me for a hit You can miss me with that Tell him hell no Back up off you too close my God So hard Super hard That's a dub track Alright well I think it's only right that I play Bars. the Bars. Yeah. You know which one. It's only right it's that only you right. play it. Just play it. It's Just gotta do be it. played. Man, shout out to Afro. Yeah, yeah shout out fuck to Afro. Yeah. Cool oh, guy. Yeah. Cool guy. For sure. Giving us his time on a Wednesday night before fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. All right, that. I'm going to play this song. It's Gift to Gab Feet. Should we put it up on the thing thing? Yeah, let's do uh, it. Then let's, uh, let's just not start it until be... we put it up. I want to see this thing on the big screen because, man, R.I.P. Gab, and it's sad to see... Uh, Kind of sad as it's you been go. sad to see sad that man because I miss him a lot. 
And, uh, bro, that's tight that uh, Afro got the opportunity to do this you whole thing. you start it right with, now with or you give me a second here? Don't start it. I'm going to buy a little something. Don't <laughs> well, start Where are you here. going? Where are you going? He always does this on my song pick. Does he not always do this on my song pick? Every week. Thanks for announcing that number two. Every week I put a song pick on. This guy leaves to go pee. I mean, he's making an emergency phone call. The disrespect is ridiculous. The, the, the disrespect's place, uh, out the roof. It's out the roof. The, I mean, uh, I just want to say thank you to both our guests, Blockhead. First of all, for coming out and spending uh, his evening with us. He's over on the East Coast, so it was a little bit later for him, but mm-hmm. he was very gracious with his time. Yeah. Look forward to hearing new music and talking to him in the future. Oh, yeah. Also, Afro for coming out. Uh, very very interesting conversation with him and he's a cat that's fucking got his head on straight and he's doing you know really cool things a legend in the making yeah i'm already predicting it and and i said that to open up the show i said Mm -hmm. we have a legend that's been made and a legend in the making yeah bro and uh that's the truth i think blockheads of producing legend in the hip-hop underground shit he's been able like i said 30 years what he whether he wants to count 94 is the the starting point right. i think that that is the starting point we'll ca- we'll in creating it. it and uh it's counted that he's just created legendary music oh, yeah, so go cop yourself the ox new album by blockhead go cop afro uh Dijiac by uh afro and all the other mm. fucking mm. albums and they go to their band camps. Go to band camps bro. that's their the that's best, the best way, to, way to support them blockhead uh band camp you heard it here go first. to afro band camp you heard it here first go to block go to go to straight band camp if you want to really support so here and, we uh, go it's a good video here so enjoy Gift it. Gift to Gab featuring R.A. the Rugged Man and your boy Afro. It's freedom from flowing. Enter my intimate energy yeah. element. I am an entity walking ahead of the pack. I really am out of my head, and it's evident that I will never be able to ever quit. Melanin fellow with hell of a relevance. Letters and elegant metaphors ready to set it off. Dead on your petty your levels. I'm ready and able to murder endurance. He's all in the pieces of murk and embarrass. He's on easily crumbs. Chill, it easily comes. Like breathing from deep in the sea of your lungs. I creep to the beat of a drum. That's unique to me as I keep it a hundred. Leaving through regions and leaving the dumb. And feeble MCs sinking deep in the mud. While some of them keeping the thug. Like there is a leak in their mud. We better start reaching above. We hit it for economic. Decay what you thinking of, bro. I'm creeping beneath the the service will purpose, I'm killing the liquids of what MC should be, it's no interest of me if their mission is weakening and keeping it dumb, keep sleeping, I'm tweaking the frequency of MCing and being a piece of the puzzle, breathing, we seeking the freedom and what it means to be free and be equal as one, the nation is bobbing and weaving, afraid of the awful and evil, don't make it their power to lead you away from the power preceding creation, see all of the leaders to take us up out of the season, I hate with the laws are receiving and giving a living, if y'all are believing in infinite knowledge, it's breathing in hell and let out and topple the greedy. To the righteous person, laughing and tied to the burden. I'm asking a frantic, emphatic, combative idiot. When is the past the millennium? Mash your rising to surface, snatching your wifey's purses. I'm a little brother like Hakim. When I got around, on a stage for a good amount of time, I'm grabbing the mic and urgent, smashing a dime for certain, splashing the ice with bourbon. Fro gon' spit so crazy, hoes wanna give fro a baby. Crash when he driving, you're burning. I'm happy, people minded the speakers ain't working. I'm clapping a nine at your jeep and you're swerving. I'm black with the eyes of a serpent, back with a knife for purchase. I'm knacking the rhymes and the heat is conversing. Attacking his mind, now you're you worship here with a vengeance. Your fear appears in a mere sentence. Phoebe the apprentice, fro wanna attack with Gavin, all combined. With the beat that we murkin', drama unravel, go commence, llama in the shadows, no defense, calm in the battle, most intense, honey dips in them silly bras, they got to do me, I throw dick, but money clips and the milly cause is not usually pro shit, they either ride at the freaking feet and feeble freedom fighter with dope steeds, they eat a fire, the reason he beats, cause he admire the whole Jesus. See that earnest scared stupid shirt he's wearing? It's so hard. We had a earnest scared stupid
the rugged man. Ride with us, rivals fighting five of us, bitches slide with us, my dick is harder than elephant ivory tusks, baphomet bison, fight the dust, slime and trust, life of lust, Tyson biting knife, slicing guts, sniffing cyber dust, filling their mind with the hatred and jealousy, fell in the rugged like they were the L.A.B. rocking my Eric B. check out my melody, ducking the felony, nothing they telling me, never forget him, I send them to heaven, I went independent position, I've been in again and again and I'm ruling the throne, it'll never be ending, the message and lesson I'm sending is killing civilians in Yemen, the bigger to spending the people pretending to feed them a speech, is it hateful offending the weapon possession, the second amendment is me. On back bitches, give the gab black delicious. You could watch that Harry Potter Radcliffe rap this shit. Like when I got a drop and it's hip hop and it don't stop with the whole block and the holes hot. Do the windmill, do the wop, do the robot flow hot. Never go pop, no shots, so sock digging a dick in a nun. Could blow cock at the church pope when the dick flop. The white flame night train named James Brown, but the bitch be riding my dick like Greyhound. I ain't play with no gimmick when they pickin' every minute and I take it to the limit and they when I'm in it when I'm making an exhibit. Is it entertaining? Is it? Hey, President, race bigot, slow, deadbeat, James Van Bevel, rain forever. Act like a dick, I'll be the pussy till he changed gender. Switching, launching the rocket. And making their brain on the ceiling, revealing opinion is sending the fish in the sea and the birds in the heavens. We live in and give it dominion. And in the beginning, the women I've been in the devil is winning the end of the end and the evil and tricking the murder religion. The media spinning this painted, I'm bringing them out. I'm taking he got the beat third. He got to hear everybody's little something. He goes, Ah, I got something. <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. You want to put me down? I'm gonna put everybody down right now. So hard, bro. Super hard. RIP Gab. Gabby. That's good shit, bro. Man, that's a good just hip hop track. I think that's the last album that Gab did. Rejoice, rappers are rapping again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't heard that album, it's it's a shorter one, but go uh, check it out. How it's a amazing album. is it that uh, Afro was able to be a part of that? Oh, man, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Just to be in the room with that, you know what I mean, is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like you said, to be uh, to be looked at as like a to even be compared. Pro- yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be, some people even say that's Gift I mean, Son. So like that's you know also I mean? that's, to that's be, the rumors. Oh, that's to be Gift found Son, and brought uh, under the wing of Ra is like an mm-hmm. amazing feat in itself. I don't think he gets enough credit for the impact he's he's had on the underground yeah. scene yeah, for yeah. sure i agree i agree yeah yeah you like that question i asked homie about aesop and uh, interpreting what he says and all you like that yeah i like that because i want to i want to get other people's interpretation on it as well you know like i want to hear what people have to say oh, that's plain. Okay. um it's amazing yeah i mean amazing you know I mean? uh rapper you know aesop exactly. rock is is just rapping in riddles yeah. Yes, he's and the Riddler. The Riddler. Yes, he is the, the, the Riddler. The the rapping Riddler. Get him started. Don't get don't get him started, Sig. Don't say that. Yeah. You're well, gonna well, get him started, Sig. He's, he's a rapping knives. rapping Riddler, man. Uh, we'll get him started. We'll do another. Uh, don't get, don't we'll go, we're gonna listen to another one of his songs and do a reaction later. So you, tonight, you didn't yeah. give who you thought uh, should be the Daily Show host. From now on, I'm gonna say Theo Vaughn. I can just see Theo Vaughn. He needs the opportunity to step up, and he he would kill it. Who do you think? Give me Joey be? Diaz. Joey Coco Diaz. Joey Sukalamink Diaz. Daily Show. Host. Joey Sukalamink Diaz. Man, I want to see it, bro. And I watched a little bit of. Uh, That's who you want your Daily the podcast, Show host is. The podcast that he has with Lee again. Super funny, bro. That guy. I love. I love. It's Joey. always gonna be funny. I love it's, Joey. It's his life. It's like. Did you, see the, did you see the part where he goes out to tell my daughter about me smoking weed? And no. Because the whole time she's always known. <laughs> Eating, you know the, I mean? eating all the fucking thousand milligram stars and shit. Well, who do you think be would uh, be the good Daily Show host? Um, let me go with Theo Vaughn. 
You're, so you're saying you're gonna steal two anything. for Theo Vaughn. You're going to steal Theo Vaughn? Two for Theo Vaughn. I mean, who else, what is yeah, wrong who else would be a better? Give him the opportunity. Okay, I give you somebody better that just started a podcast, okay. and I was watching little clips of it. Okay. Uh, somebody had his own TV show for a long time. Okay. That Taj dude. Taj. Taj has a show. Yeah, yeah, Taj from Taj.0? Yeah, Taj.0. I, I Taj, what's his last name? Point oh. No, his name, his, name <laughs> is Daniel, his name is Taj. Daniel Taj. Oh, yeah, Daniel Taj. Daniel, Daniel Taj has a podcast. I saw a clip of it where he's talking to his, his wife's gynecologist. His wife, gynecologist. He's Jesus. Wait, wait, talking with her, him? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. That's, he has a podcast and, and he's interviewing him. Yeah, and oh, his yeah, wife's right. gynecologist is nice. gay and he's okay. asking him hella questions. Isn't that the worst? I mean, let's just get on this before we go. Isn't that the worst? job for a gay person to get is a gynecology you're you're doing like something that you hate every day you know what i you know i like him further away from as a man you like that it's respectful because you know he's not staring at your wife's vagina but at the same token for sexual pleasure that's like me like uh more, I, hey, more, I hate mustard. It's like me going to a fucking you, Heinz right? mustard hey, con- <laughs> show. More mustard for us, right? <laughs> yeah. You hate mustard. You want more mustard for me and Sig. <laughs> I'm just saying I would never go be a taster at yeah, he's the got Heinz a, mustard. He's got a whole new show out. He's got two episodes, and the new one's out, and it's called... Don't uh, ever send me to the Heinz mustard So station. it has video and stuff? My favorite YouTube? athlete with no legs is the new one. So it has video on yeah, YouTube whole, and all that? Little video. There. Is that your new favorite uh, like podcast that you've discovered? Nope, I've never even heard it. Okay, so you've never heard it. I haven't heard I've either. Told, I told you, I've seen clips of oh, it on sorry. YouTube, oh, and I saw, saw a little clip. So he has okay. heard a clip, but I never. I'm interested. Heard I was wondering what old Tosh is doing lately. I've been enjoying Be Real. I don't know. You uh, kind of threw me on the spot for that. Stuff. Maybe fucking Hogan. Um. Hulk Hogan <laughs> as the Daily Show host that laughs on the left. Listen here, brother. Let me tell you something. There's a problem in Palestine right this now. This is what happened in Palestine tonight, brother. <laughs> and this is what you're gonna do. These children are gonna might be in danger. What you're gonna do? Let me tell you something. They're, They're running around with AKs, and all they really have to do, brother, is eat their vitamins and say <laughs> their prayers, and everything would be okay, brother. Otherwise, I'm gonna come over there with my Hulk Hogan ten and a half inch dick. And <laughs> <laughs> lay down the no, war. No, 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 no. Lay down the That's Terry, that's Terry Polay is 10 and a half inches. It's not Hulk Hogan's. They're two. You got to separate the art from the art. 24 inch python. Hogan's got brother. the 24 inch python. That 10 inch. Terry Polay has got a 10 inch dick. Hulk Hogan's got like a 13, 14. Whoa, <laughs> old Hogo? They call that fool old, old Togo's what they, they call that brother. We're going to end that. This party has got to go Have on. Have you heard road. of Jake the Snake, brother? <laughs> Wait till no. you hear about Hulk the Snake, brother. <laughs> it's over. Hulk the footlong fucking subway over all right, here. All right, milk crates and microphones. We're going to have to wrap it up with that one. What a special, very, very special Thanksgiving Eve show that we have for you we got to talk to two amazing guests one of them being blockhead thank you so much for joining us on that east coast time i know it's a little bit later for him so we were able to talk to him and that was awesome amazing amazing amazing, amazing. what a great with, dinner experience. with blockhead dinner with blockhead and then we had dessert with <laughs> your boy afro which was another amazing experience dessert fro getting to hear his so much experience in such a short time and he's got so much more to, i mean like we said he's a legend in the fucking making and i really believe that and we're here to support him thank you so much afro for your time and uh, you got fans forever from us if you're not watching by now do yourself a favor and fucking find out real quick here because things are changing and you're gonna like what we're doing so other than that you know i appreciate you tuning in yeah, thank you so much, y'all, for joining uh, joining us, joining me. I'll join them, too. Whoever you know what you do. I do what I do. I do what I do. 
So do what you do. Oh, well then forgive me because God didn't create this shit, but we did. And I'm going to continue to try to do this shit every other week. And anytime we need to get it done, we're going to get it. So if you're not with us, you're against us. This is Milk Crates and Microphones in your face. Yeah, and I want to say thank you to the guy that left me for doing everything he does for the podcast. Couldn't do it without you, Sig, JS3, Mr. Uncle Sigo. Uncle oh, Sigo. yes, sir. Hey, shout Fuck out. It. What did he say? Call him tonight, Denise. Oh, <laughs> it's Sherry. Sherry. Sherry Sunshine Sherry. Nutrition. Hey, hey, Sherry. Call oh, me yeah. whatever you want to call me. Shout out to uh, Milk and Mike's. Shout out to the Milk people. Shout out to Blockhead and Afro. Hey, keep listening. Happy holidays. Hell yeah. Go check us out. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, which you probably are, go check us out on your podcast apps. Download it. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and all those spots. And if you're listening to this podcast, what the fuck are you doing? Go watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. Become one of those 1,000 people because we are going to the fucking moon. Maybe not the moon, but somewhere out of this atmosphere. atmosphere, You know what I mean? We'll be somewhere up there orbiting. Happy Turkey Day, motherfucker. Happy Turkey Day. Everyone have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. Uh, Don't do anything that we want to do. And If you've watched this program long enough, then you know everything is open. (laughs) Get lost in the sauce, baby. We out. And as always, do not kill yourself, America. Because we love you. Peace the fuck. Fuck out. Peace, 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 peace. Say goodnight, John. Oh, you almost did it. Say goodnight, John. <laughs> Say goodnight, John. Say goodnight, John. Say goodnight, John. Goodnight, John. Goodnight, John. Goodnight, John.